Welcome to the Mildly Heroic Podcast. Our story, Visions of Feindar, is an actual play of the Pathfinder Adventure Path, Iron Fang Invasion by Paizo. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the adventure. Anybody want to go over the recap and explain the situation as we find ourselves? Sure. Justin's going to take it away. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we basically find ourselves back at the camp. Well, this would technically be our first time as a group to the camp. Yes. Um, I think since the, the retcon that we did there. Um, so this is the first time as the, at, the, at the camp. Yeah, right. The retcon never happened. Um, as a group, it's still and, on YouTube uh, though. <laughs> we're trying to uh, finish off the the last of the hobgoblins from this camp, having uh, killed uh, Scarvinius, and uh, we're looking out for Scabvinius, his brother. Um, clearly, um, <laughs> which is canon <laughs> now. Um, yeah. So I mean, I'll I'll add another seventh level character to this fight if you want um, me to to make a Scabvinius. Seventh level. That. Oh no, he wasn't. Was he like, was, was CR seven, not not oh. level seven. Sorry, <laughs> was like, he was wow. level five. I feel accomplished that we killed him if he was if he was level seven. Yeah, um, say yeah. The So we had some heated exchange. Don't want to don't want to miss out on that. By the way, we had some heated exchange the night before at our at our camp uh, after oh, yeah. defeating Scarvinius, uh, and then you know basically Theros decided that he was going to leave. Uh, to go find his grandfather, I believe, um, and possibly, you know, a way to rejoin Volus's spirit. Uh, then we, Iden, Nyari, and Orin made our way to this camp. Uh, we scouted out the camp. Ulrit managed to catch up with us right before we decided to attack, and then battle ensued. We fought the good fight, killing most of them already, including a, a were-rat, which was... Seeking out. This guy's still alive down here in the bottom left. I thought he had just gotten taken out when we had this one left. Nope. nope. I think he has full health. Yeah. Um, you know who doesn't have full health? Not Ari! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Big girl. Hey, Ari and I did. <laughs> no, Orin! Oh, Orin oh, oh, well, I'm fine. I mean, Orin is actually impossible, so I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, Let's see. So yeah, that pretty much recaps it. We've got uh, one big bad alchemist up here in the top. We've been lobbing bombs, and then we have one normal hobby down here at the bottom. So that brings us up to speed. And Andrew's having some green beans, it looks like. Yep. Eat, All right. Eat healthy. Yes. That's good. <laughs> also, Pride 07, thank you for the follow. Oh, awesome. Thanks for the follow. All right, GM, you want to take us away? Yeah. Oh, I forget where I'm at in initiative. Is I'm sure he's got it. I'm sure he's got it. I've got I've got the initiative order here. I was wise enough to finish us off at the bottom of a round, so we're at the top of the next round here. Oh, if uh, if it matters, we're at the top of round eight. I don't know if you guys had anything that was rounds by level, but yeah, my rate my raging. Yeah, but I have. Eight rounds ticked off, so I'm good there. Very nice. This is the top of round eight. I have shot uh, for two more rounds. Okay. Yep, there's only two enemies left standing at the moment. There's a scout to the southwest, and then this alchemist lady up here to the north side. 
if you had forgotten, the alchemist lady has some sort of effect on her that is making her hard to focus on. Be mindful of that. But... She would be so kind. Can you remind us of the uh, initiative order, too? Because it's it's been a week. I can't quite remember who goes when. Iden had used sure his um, ability to give us a buff, too. Out. I mean, we can find out. That's fine, too. I mean, we're it at goes, the start of the round. It goes two of you, both of them, and then another two of you. Oh, that's fair. That's fair enough. Awesome. And the first is Ulrit. Oh, I thought you were going to say her, and I was bracing. No. <laughs> <laughs> bracing for impact. Hmm. Ulrit the Bard. Yep. Quite, um... Just as a reminder, too, Aiden had given us all a buff. I forget what it was called. But that's, Hunter's um... Mark has gone now. Oh. Yeah, yeah that's, that's just one that round. only lasts for the, the one round that he did that. Yep. Oh, I, I, I... Was I at the end of that? Because I never did anything while having it active. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think I still had a turn with persist. It. it would technically persist, persist until the beginning of his turn, right? So if he had done it at the, uh, if he had done it on his turn of round seven, then it would still it would, be active it would, until his turn. Yeah, it would be on now. Okay. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't really matter because Ulrich is going to notice the uh, the condition. I think of Nayari, or rather, can I roll perception to see if he would notice that? I guess it would probably be the more appropriate way. Sure. Or would he be able to tell that she's hurting just by looking at it? Aiden's also pretty far down, aren't you? Uh, I think, yeah, if you look at the colors, uh, we're both in the red. Okay, so with a 14, you can definitely see that all three of your companions are wounded to some degree. Aiden and Nayari are definitely wounded significantly more than Oren is, who's pretty okay. Uh, you can't distinguish whether Aiden or Nayari are worse off than the other. They're both pretty bad. That would have been helpful information. Hmm. They're both bad. That's also probably just flatly true. <laughs> <laughs> just a general broad statement. <laughs> right. They're both equally bad. They're both sounds just about, bad. <laughs> yes, yeah, that sounds about right. Just mm. bad. I can't get to Nayari. Uh, in 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 order to cast cure light wounds on her, so I'm gonna have to heal Iden. I'll prioritize whoever his tiny halfling legs can make it to. <laughs> now there's two shorties in the, in the group, arms. and uh, and he's going to use his wand of cure light wounds on Iden. Thank you, sir. I love healing. Six ain't too bad. It's not the worst. Hey, we're back to having 50 uses of a Cure Light Wounds wand. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Technically puts me at the yellow. (laughs) Okay. So. Ulrit runs over and he administers some healing to Aiden. That is his turn. Uh, You had stop your performance and head it was lingering correct yes don't I remember if so. this is the second or n- how many rounds passed after that lingering performance I think this he the first started one. again at one point too this would have been the first first round i don't i just stopped yeah 
Yeah, because okay. he stopped it twice. Mm-hmm. In that case, after Ulrit's turn, it is Iden. Oh, very nice. Um, I can't remember. I think the answer is no. You can't pull a potion out as part of a move, correct? Correct. The the verbiage is specific to weapons. Right. It's pretty dumb in my opinion, but I will take it. I am going to go ahead and uh, take this opportunity to heal up, casting or not casting, but drinking a potion of cure moderate. Um, I think that's going to be good for me. And that's what, 2d8 plus 3? Yes. So hopefully that does well. Be patient with the clackies. <laughs> Clickety clack, clickety clackety clack. I like it. The clackies. Alright, for 11, not the best, but not the worst. Kind of straight average there. And he'll. Five foot step that way. Okay. Next up, it is the scout's turn. Scout down here, he's gonna five foot step back he's being chased by this giant <laughs> with the gangly arms yeah is, uh... lender woman yeah <laughs> new try, to, try to put her down before she gets to him I don't know if he can but we'll see no that is an eight <laughs> oh that will not hit so he five foot steps back makes his attack that is his turn. Next up, it is the alchemist lady's turn. She is going to five foot step this way and throw a bomb at Oren. Oof. Good old touch AC. Against your touch AC. That is a 13. I think you have. I, yep. Yeah, I think you have the lowest touch AC of the group, actually. Wait, why do I have a negative two on my AC right now? That's weird. I don't know. That could be a falsehood. Maybe it is. Yeah, there's a negative two. Well, let me check your. Are you over encumbered? Not really a thing with doors. <laughs> um. Where are you seeing the negative two? Oh, you have an under. I have a negative two. But that's also because I'm raging and... and big. Large. <laughs> Large and in charge. Okay. I... I don't know why that is there. Can you think of a reason? Is it just like accidentally put in somehow? Or? I I don't know. Just delete it. Jason's like, I was hoping you wouldn't notice. I mean, it still hits, but like, I just yeah. didn't know why it was there. Like, I don't know. I just, I just deleted it. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But right, 13 I mean, does ahead. still hit. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So you take fifteen 
15 points of cold damage as this bomb explodes at your feet and you feel these ice crystals start to crawl up your legs scalding your skin you can still use scalding when it's a freeze burn right? sure what, would you, what, what other word would you use there? because it's it's so cold that it's like burning your skin biting freeze burn. biting biting yeah sure like cold bites or a sting a sting stings my flesh regardless Nip is not quite good enough <laughs> regardless it didn't feel very nice and it is your turn in response Brown, roll as good as you did last week. <laughs> if only. I'm going to... Channel. Yeah. I'm gonna prepare a spell and five foot step towards me. Okay. You prepared a spell and step towards me? Takes one standard action to cast the spell. Is it a touch attack spell? Yes. You can deliver a touch attack as part of casting the spell. Oh, you can? So yeah, you could do a standard action to cast the spell, five foot step, and then your attack. Oh. So the spell actually gives you the attack as part of that standard action. So you ah. can five foot step and then still make your free okay. touch attack against her. Okay, so inflict serious wounds. Okay, so that is a melee touch attack. So it's your base attack bonus plus your strength against her touch AC. Twenty plus five. Twenty-one. Okay, twenty-one mm. will hit. Excellent. I think that's three d six plus. What is it? Three d six plus. It's probably five? plus your level. One point per caster level. So yeah, three d six plus five, or three d eight plus five. Yep. Ooh. Hopefully. Let's roll 3d8 plus 5. Get out of here. Turns out she's oh. undead and it heals her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be upset if that actually happened. Um, <laughs> go ahead and roll me a, a d100 because I think that is still subject to concealment. So you want to hit a 21 or higher to hit. 16 points of damage for anyone who's listening so far. Okay. He has to roll above a 20, and he did. Okay, so you get through the concealment. You do some solid damage. All right. Not bad. Next up. Two twos. Bottom of the round is Nayari. Take it away, Nayari. Okay. 
I'm going to charge this guy. Get him, Noodle Arms. Um, yeah, you can charge him. Can I charge and get in melee, or I have to charge just to my reach point? You, so you can hit anywhere within that. You're 15 feet, so mm-hmm. as long you have to charge 10 feet in order to actually be able to charge. So you can move yeah, all the way I up to that? him and still attack. Okay. I wish to do that. So let me put charge on my buffs. Charge, and I will swing with my axe. Okay. 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 That's the first time I've rolled a natural 20 in such a long time. And it confirms with a 31. That will be a confirmed critical. I am almost certain. Indeed it is. Oof. Poor so Sarah 38, 38 points of damage. Yeah! <laughs> Finally, Nayari getting some big hits. On a little... Peon minion. Couldn't be this one up here. No, it had to be his little minion that nobody was worried about. Hey, hey. He's dead. Alright? He is dead. at minus 31 hit points. <laughs> but he had a con of 32. <laughs> He'll die next round then because I don't think he can roll. Well, he could roll a natural 20, but to stabilize on that would be quite difficult. Okay. So that is Nayari's turn. She charges down and just smashes this guy completely to a pulp. Top of round nine, we are back to Ulrit. Yes. So, uh, Ulrit is dealing with and sound issues. Drew, I think you're. Oh. I was going to say, I couldn't hear you, but I could see your mouth yeah, moving. Yeah, Camera. Yep, that's that was me trying to adjust uh, the music. Like I said, mm-hmm. my computer's having a hard time doing both. Aww. Struggling. The boy's struggling. Um, it's like the most peaceful battle. Music that's what I was trying to change, yeah. <laughs> I was like, nope, don't like this. Um, Actually, yeah, yeah, Sarah, it might help if you wanted to uh, be the DJ from from here on. Okay. That'll, that'll help... Uh, the audio keep from cutting out. Okay. Um, Ulrit, seeing that there's still an enemy going up here, seeing that Nairi dispatched this one, realizes, you know, the, she's not in any immediate danger. He smiles and looks over at Aiden. I'm back at Nairi, and he winks at Aiden, and he says, she's not the only one who can get bigger, you know? And uh, he casts Alter Self on himself. To turn into a. That's where we died. We're all died there. It's over. Jason, if Orin was to jump from here, would it? (laughs) (laughs) It was with the wink. It was coupled with the wink beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Um. That's my favorite moment of the campaign so far. My favorite moment is just Josh losing his mind over it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, with that, the the spell he casts um, turns him into uh, just a normal human-sized person. He actually makes himself look just like Aiden. (laughs) (laughs) 
I um, <laughs> I I had mentally thought of Ida's response in character, and I just I couldn't deliver. <laughs> it just it, the, the, uh, just couldn't do it. <laughs> so I think it's funny because that spell requires a material component of a piece of the creature whose form you plan to assume. Oh, he's so. totally stole one of all, uh, one of Ida. Everybody, every member of our party is like a like a hair from them at one point when he was meeting you all at the beginning. I had I had that thought it's already. Absolute creep. Absolute creep. <laughs> I love it so much. It's so great. <laughs> okay. So you cast that spell on yourself. You're now a medium sized uh, semi Iden. <laughs> and he uh, and he runs over this direction towards the uh, the threat to help Orin. Okay. That, Iden, uh, it is now your turn. Oh, just to let everybody else know, the Alter Self spell gives me a gives Ulred a plus two to strength. Go ahead. Josh, I think you are muted. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I've got this uh, cool feat that I don't think is going to work in this situation. Uh, Quick stow. You'll have to check it out a session sometime, Jace. But I think it just lets me combine it as part of a move action. So I don't think a charge works. But I could be wrong on that. However, the situation demands for that to be the case. So if I have to, I will drop my bow and I will charge full speed. Go ahead and grab that nice um, plus two to hit. That doesn't hurt one bit. And uh, do we want a power attack? Yeah, we want a power attack. You know, go big or go home, right? That's the way it is. We're going to try to kill this person, you know? Favorite enemy goblin still. Inspired Courage has not died yet. Heroicism is still going. I'm liking my odds. I don't know why I'm talking before the roll, because that always means you're going to do poorly. But we're waiting on it. Waiting on it. 28 to hit. Roll me a D100. Yep, for the concealment. We need this to be above a 20. 86! Nice. Okay, so that will hit your target for 27 points of damage. Yes. 27 points of damage. 2d6 plus 18 at this level. Okay. That is Aiden's turn. It's now her turn. Yes, she's still up. What does she want to do? Can I get a quick perception before my turn ends? How is she looking? Sure. 30. She's in the red. Alright, that's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. She can always surrender and try and negotiate with us. <laughs> okay, so she is actually going to full withdraw. Oh shoot. No. Over there. That will be her turn. Why do they always run away? Orin, you are up. Get those baby legs moving. <laughs> you can make it to her. Yep. I will charge. Okay. And what's the charge bonus? It's a reduction to, to AC. Minus two. That might have been what the minus two was. Maybe I charged like. Must have been. 
a mm. turn ago or something. So that must be what it was. Um, okay, so yeah, we'll get. What do I have worked in? I think I have. Do we still have Inspire Courage? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I need to not keep snacks by my desk, else all I do is eat them. <laughs> they need to be far away, hidden in a cupboard, or better yet, at the store. <laughs> and that's a plus two, I think. So a 20 to hit, potentially. Okay, roll a d100. For concealment. Thirty-five is the roll. So it goes through for how much damage was that? Thirteen. Thirteen bludgeon. Oh, so close. There she is, Zero. She's not quite at zero. She's close. (laughs) So much damage to this lady between me. (laughs) She's taken a lot of damage. Yeah. Nayari, it is your turn. You are I... pretty close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seeing this turn of events, them just getting further and further away, she is going to um, drop out of her rage. Okay. And I will be fatigued. And then... Wait, does she keep the noodle arms? Does she keep the noodle arms? <laughs> like, the noodle arms are the same thing. <laughs> she's normal size. Well, no, I'm just dropping... Well, that's a good point. Yeah, Maybe I rage, will... The rage doesn't have anything to do with her enlarged person or long arm spells. Oh, okay. Yeah, I will... I will standard action drop my enlarged, though. Okay, so she dismisses... Yeah. Which square do you want to end up in? Um, just surprise me. Like, what's the most or the furthest square away from everything else? Now, all I imagine is like the anime, like Naruto run or whatever, but she has noodle arms flapping behind her. She's she's like the wild, wacky, wibbly, wobbly tube, inflatable tube man. She's gonna pickpocket this guy while she's standing all the way over here. (laughs) Just like reaches in and grabs and reaches over here. You do have a move action if you'd like to. She starts going into the camp to steal all the loot while you guys are fighting. Um, I guess... I guess I will move action just to get a little bit closer. Go down there. Scabvinius is down there. Oh no, that would be terrifying. Okay. So you start moving over there. Once you get into this space, roll a perception check. This, This will go well. And I have to look up the DC. 16. I really have to look up the DC. <laughs> it's DC 15. Um, it it is... is... Oh, goodness. Where is the DC on this? It's 15. It's 15. Trust me. Trust, Trust me. me. Oh, oh, I think it's just... Okay, so that is going to be a failure. Oh, no. So... Is somebody bluffing? Nayari. They're deaf? As you're running, as you're running over in that direction, where you step in front of where the stairs are there, and you're trying to move, 
you fail to hear a click beneath your foot (laughs) as you step on something and as you continue to move you step up off of some sort of mechanism that explodes beneath you that's me screaming in the music just then roll a reflex save (laughs) landmine technology exists in Pathfinder don't guns exist and spaceships 23 23 okay so you will only take half damage from this so from this mine you take only four points of damage I have it already so four points of fire damage as a mine explodes underneath your feet that was rude I did not appreciate that great if I was really rude, I'd have it throw you into the canyon and you'd take falling damage as well. <laughs> Do I, but I made it through the square. I didn't get stuck in that square. Yep, you kept moving, so you made it. It's just it exploded right underneath you. Great. Given her trajectory, it's likely, though, she would have, like, flown towards Ulrit, not, um, you know, over the embankment anyway, so. Yeah. Splitting hairs. The end of her braid is on fire and she's <laughs> patting it out. Top of round 10, it is Ulrit. I think at this point your lingering performance has expired. Yes. So you could re-up it if you'd like, or you could choose to not. He's gonna see. uh, He's gonna have noticed that explosion behind him. Yes, uh, I don't think you need to roll perception to notice the explosion that happened (laughs) thirty feet away. He's gonna run back to (laughs) Nayari and uh, and cast cure light wounds on her. Not not uh, with the wand, but as a spell. So oh, he just uh, wanted to touch her with his hand and not the wand. That's a one one d eight plus three, right? Plus five. Plus five. five. Oh yeah, because uh, if it's, it's your spell. Yes. Does he say anything creepy when he does it? Oh <laughs> uh, uh, no, he only creeps on Iden, because <laughs> Iden's the one oh, who's oh. who's taking a liking uh, to him. So no, he's uh, just gonna say, "Oh, allow me to help you, friend." And he'll uh, cast uh, and well, it's unfortunately only eight points of health, but it's something. Well, it's better than the damage she took. She's got that like cartoon explosion. Her hair's like blown back, and her <laughs> face is all sooty. Okay. Well, it rushes over and heals uh, Nayari, which heals all of the burns that she had suffered from the. Explosion. Is she taken aback by the fact that he looks like Aiden? Like, how does she respond yeah. to that? She... Does she think he's sure. Aiden? Like... <laughs> That's true. I don't think she noticed that he cast the spell. She's like, this This is a, a bit unusual for you, Aiden, but I appreciate it nonetheless. <laughs> oh, I'm not Aiden. But I suppose you don't recognize me without my rugged good looks. Although, she your friend's not a, not a bad looking man either. She still has gangly arms. She like puts her gangly arms on him and just kind of like holds him back a little bit. Like looks him over. Okay. While this awkward exchange is occurring, the real Aiden is over is over here doing what, Josh? Uh, I don't want her to get away. Um, Are you sure? Is this area? Yeah, is this area difficult terrain? Mm, 
No, if it's on the map, I'm, I'm going to say it's so close to the edge of the forest that we're not going to go into like the regular difficulty. Awesome. Well then, for the first time in uh, forever. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I don't think there's anywhere that I don't. I'm not throwing into cover, so I'm just going to try to get as close as I can. Um, I'm going to use my quick stove so he will sheath the great sword and pull out uh, a plus one dagger, which he will then throw. And it's going to take a few minuses that I don't know how to calculate because of the distance. So that is 10 feet is its range instrument. So that is three steps up, four steps outside of it. Three steps outside. One, two, three, four. So that's going to be a minus eight. A minus eight. Yes. A minus eight Lots firing into melee. Do you take that for something? If you don't have precise shot, yes. Okay. So minus eight, and then partial cover, putting it at a two, maybe? Or a four? Well, he would have soft cover. Soft cover. Uh, yes. Well, unfortunately, I think that's still going to be my best bet if I want to get a hit off. So I am going to... I have it switched here, and I should have a ranged attack prepped and ready to go. Uh, we don't have Inspire Courage anymore. Correct. Oh, that makes it really hard. But it's okay. It's still not impossible. National 20 is always hit. Uh, 25 minus the 8 is going to make it a 17 to hit. 17 will miss. Curse then, right? Come on. You hit Horde in the bum. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't. Oh, sorry. Just, just ignore that. The thing daggered me. Uh, it daggered me. Yeah, but then I killed him. That <laughs> was a valiant effort. Um, <laughs> it is now her turn. She is going to full withdraw again, and she's actually going to start moving down here and moving that way. Ooh, can't charge at her now. I'm gonna roll a check. Oh yeah. So she is perfectly fine on the acrobatics to jump down those ten feet. Sl- we'll slide down the ten feet there of the edge of the ravine. And she starts running through that uh, area. And you can see that she's, like, watching her steps. Like, very careful where she places her feet. But otherwise, doesn't look like she's, un- like, unhindered in any way. It is now Oren's turn. all the landmines for us, Oren. Make it a lot yeah, easier. I'll just for everybody run else. straight through them. <laughs> <clears throat> I wasn't expecting one to be at the top of the stairs. I mean, clearly it's possible to run through without triggering them. She just did. It'll take a perception check, which he'll make you fail. <laughs> he'll make you fail. 
I actually um, already had you roll perception checks, which you did fail. <laughs> way back when you were scouting the camp. Interesting. Um, so I want to use my wand of hold person, but I don't know how to use it to best effect. I have out weapons, obviously. So what do I need to do? You could free action drop your hammer, move action pull out the wand, and standard action cast it. And what's the range on it? I think hold person. Yeah, the hold person's got a decent range. So you could do it. She just has to roll really low. I'm going to try for that. Okay. Yeah. Mark off another charge of the wand. Yes, sir. Will is her le- or her worst save. I'll roll it in the chat. Just, you know, that's why not? That's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. Sure. So I'm just going to roll the flat d20. Oh. Ooh. 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 What's oh. her plus? <laughs> not enough. Yes! <gasps> 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 Yes! Yes! Clutch order! <laughs> she is held. For how long does whole person work? They get a save each round, right? She gets a save at, yeah, each we'll round. She gets a save. save. Yeah, but she's got to use her full action yep. to do that, doesn't she? Yeah, yep. so she'll be stuck there for at least two rounds. <laughs> well, okay. one, at the very least. One, yeah. yeah. With that, it is Nayari's turn. I was going to say, two rounds for you guys. All right. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to... Do you think that it's fair that I could see that she's now coming in the front? Or is that too far away and at a bad angle? It's hard for me to tell on a flat You map. could probably see her at this point. You're 50 feet up. She's pretty far away. I'd... You could see her. Nah, and we could be shouting things out, too. I'd say you wouldn't necessarily know that she's held. Right, no, I wasn't expecting that. You could see her in the field over there. The walls of this ravine are 50 feet? Where you're you're standing at nearly the the highest point, yeah, they're 50 feet, but they're somewhat slanted, so it's not like a straight-down 50-foot drop. But it would, if you you just barreled over, it would probably take, uh, be a little bit dangerous. No, I was going to see if I could use my monkey arms to kind of, like... Swing me down, but it's still going to be too high. Yeah. Um. So she will turn to Ulrit and say, "Thank you much, Ulrit. It seems that she's coming in from the other side. We probably should go down the stairs. Watch your step in case there are more of those landmines." And so, perceiving as I go. I wish to descend the stairs. Okay. And descend again. Yep, roll your perception checks as you're walking down. You're looking for stuff. 21. Okay. Uh, you get to here, and you see that there is the faintest uh, disturbation. That's not a word. Um, <laughs> Disturbance? Yes. The faintest uh, hint of the earth being dug up at the foot of the stairs. Okay. okay. I don't know I have in my head. I, uh, I have. Yeah. Um, but Disturbation. Is Isn't that a sin? <laughs> I'm confused. 
Every day we do. Isn't that what Mr. Kellogg made cornflakes for? To combat disturbation? <laughs> it does look like there's a, a patch of dirt at the foot of the stairs that has been dug up and something has been placed there. Okay. Can I, like, vault to, like, an adjacent square? You make an acrobatics check. All right. What's the worst going to happen? Just fall, fall in the bomb. Big that deal. Too. It's a 21 on the okay. acrobatics. You're able to kick off of the railing there without having a thing, and you land. Five, ten, okay, Tony Hawk. So I have 15, 20, 25, 30. Do oh. I need to roll additional perceptions? I'll move that to the token layer for you. I'll yell back, there's a trap at the bottom of the stairs! By trap, I don't mean trap, I mean don't step there! <laughs> okay, that is Nayari's turn. She runs down the stairs and yells about a trap. Top of round 11, we have Ulrit. Ulrit is going to begin his performance again. Okay. And, uh... And call back out to Nayari... Uh, noted thank you and he's going to instead of going down the steps can he attempt to make an acrobatics check to slide down the side of the ravine you can make an acrobatics check to reduce the amount of damage you would likely take you won't be able to negate all of it but you can convert like the first bit of it to non-lethal it's steep enough that he couldn't like slide down it. Yeah, it's not it's not so like it's it's steep enough that you're gonna take damage sliding down even. Like there will be a significant amount of speed. It's right. just that you wouldn't take the full fall damage. Alright, so I'm gonna go for it. Of it yeah, I mean All it's right. cool. It looks cool. Yeah. So with that, you take only acrobatics. Only one point of lethal fall damage. And only three points of non-lethal. Oh, how cool, man. Wow. That's not bad. So minus one to my HP, and then how do I put negative three under the non-lethal tab? You could probably do it that way. I usually just keep non-lethal in my head because it uh, yeah. normally won't matter. <laughs> Basically, once you get to three hit points, you'll be unconscious rather than zero or minus one. Okay. Understood. Okay. That is Ulrich's turn. Y'all Next can up, put, we uh, have... I was going to say, y'all can put Inspire Courage back on your buffs. Go ahead. Not yet. Oh. You're not close enough, I don't think. They'd be able to hear it's him close enough to from me. here, right? It has a range. Oh, does it? 30 feet. Yeah, I think it's 30 feet. I don't think it's 30 feet. Maybe it's 60. Oh, no, I want to do Bardic Performance. So, well, some of them are 30 feet. Yeah. Uh, this is Inspire Courage. Yeah. It just says an ally must be able to perceive the bard's performance. Ah, so then it's mm -hmm. fine. Yeah, it's not one of the ones that has, like, a 30-foot. Right. He's singing very loud. So, no, he's the loudest. I mean, presumably, the you could be able to hear him easily from, you know, even 300 feet. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, it is Aiden. System of a down now. 
Did you just type "sulling on the go bugger" for the lyrics of that? <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. No, oh, no, there's words, Sarah. They say things. They don't sound like words. Those are, are you words. Really a, are you really a punk? I don't know. I didn't say I was a punk. Jason said he was a punk. That's that's right. Cast your votes in now. Is Jason a punk? <laughs> Can we start a poll? Is Jason a punk? Is Jason a punk? <laughs> Is Jason <laughs> What, uh, what are you doing, Aiden? Double moving. I didn't realize it was my turn. Indeed it is. Oren is in my way! If you would like, you could charge Oren. <laughs> I think I'll bull rush him. Yeah. Just, yeah. Okay, that works too. Sounds good. Yep. Uh, he does get a plus four bonus on that because he's a dwarf. Plus four. Yep. 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 It's okay. It doesn't make a difference. Just okay. shoot shooter. Just shooter. He I don't have my. Bow. I dropped my bow. <laughs> Else, obviously, yes. Kill her. Tis <laughs> her turn. I'll roll in the chat again. Why not? Nah. Uh, yeah, yeah, she'll she'll pass that one. Yep. She is no she'll longer held. Out. That is her turn. Full round action, I believe, to break out of hold person. It is now Oren's turn right after her. We're gonna try again. Okay. So go ahead, give me another <laughs> will save. Mark off another charge of that. And that is a fail. Oh. Wow, I can't believe it. Could she have five foot stepped at least? Nope. Yeah. No. 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 I feel no. like you can, you can five foot step after a full round action. No, I don't think so. Doesn't check yeah. out. I, yeah. feel like, I feel like she could. <laughs> nope. No, I think she's held actually. Pretty sure you're allowed to fight. Listen, I, I think I... I want the ability to do that if I ever come out of full person, so I'm going to say, go ahead, Jesus. Yeah, I will argue the opposite when that comes up. <laughs> I don't need to remain consistent. I need to remain the victor. Yeah. All right? I don't think it'll matter, but we'll see. It matters. Um, Nayari, it is now your turn. Orin, you could have moved if you wanted. I'm good. I'll fire. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. So can I see her, or are those barricading things in the oh, way? Oh, from where you're currently standing, you cannot see her. These uh, these briars go up like eight feet. Okay, it doesn't matter. Also, the barricade. Hmm. You know she's over there, but uh, okay. you can't get a line of sight on her at the moment. Hold up. Can I? Pres thank you, President Donald Trump, for the follow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm honored. Um. <laughs> The real Donald Trump. Um, yes. Uh, can I Somehow still? I so I'm going to. I'm probably gonna have to roll a thing. So you just tell me where on that trajectory I have to. Like I'm rolling perception because now I'm wary of landmines and stuff. Okay. Roll perception. And there's nothing there. It's a 12. You don't see anything as you're walking by. Okay. But 
the moment you step in the gate. Oh! Oh, no! Well, actually, no, you don't hear a click on... So you don't know anything, technically, because you don't hear the click under your foot when you step into that final square. But the reflex save? No, you don't... No, nothing happens yet. Oh, no! Yeah, you haven't haven't stepped off of it yet. Uh, So she doesn't know. Now you put her in the terrible position. But you you don't know, though. I don't so, know. <sighs> uh, so okay. that is Nayari's turn. <laughs> Top of round 12, we have Ulrit. Um, Ulrit's just going to be chasing after her because he's following her lead, so he's going to just do full movement <laughs> to there. And uh, I guess he's going to witness what happens next round. He's going to continue his... Uh, well, actually, yeah, he's going to, I guess, stop his bardic performance in order to keep running. Oh, wait, no, he says a free Correct. action, so he'll keep his bardic performance going. Okay. As part of his uh, reaction. Weeb. <laughs> we are now back to Aiden. Aiden. So, uh... I want to end... Hang on. I want to end 40 feet closer. I'm going to be doubling, double moving for sure. Um, the ideal scenario is to not take damage from such action. Okay. So I'm going to attempt that maneuver. Okay. Rolling acrobatics. <laughs> Rolling acrobatics. It's not a Every not a high point. DC. But... Not here, because it's less than 10. Or it's about 10, I should say. But with an acrobatics of two, I'm not exactly hopeful. Oh, goodness! Yeah, can I negate any of the damage? No, you don't. You don't take. So this is only ten feet. You don't take any damage from this point, but you do fall prone. Oh, I fall prone. Yeah, you go to slide down and you trip and you fall forward. It was only DC ten, but you rolled a six. Um, do I actually trip because I failed? <laughs> yes, you fall prone on this square, the square that you fell down. Ouch. So I'll just move action and stand back up. <laughs> Two items have slid down and only one succeeded. <laughs> also, roll me a d100. Sure. You've got to be kidding me. That's where it blows up, doesn't it? Let me check the book real quick. <laughs> it's never a good sign when the GM says that. Yeah. Uh, that's not good at all. Yeah, so roll a perception check. Absolutely. Oh, dear. This is amazing. Oh, my gosh. You've got to be kidding me. You hear, so you fall prone on the ground, and you're kind of brushing yourself off. You step up, you stand up, and you're about to take a step forward, and you hear a click under your foot. Okay. Okay. As you amazingly oh, rolled, how many of these things are there? under a ten percent? Uh, <laughs> it's Iden's turn. It is now her turn. <laughs> She's gonna try to break free of old person again. I'll, just, I'll keep rolling in chat. Why not? It's easier. <laughs> yes, that's a one. <laughs> the natural one. She is still <laughs> held in place. Nice. Nice. Next up, it is Orin. Well, frankly, I thought I was going to have to use whole person again, so I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to do. It's the time for the short people to shine, Justin. I 
prepared for this. <laughs> How far away is she? She's like 60 feet from me at least. E 65. Ugh. Do I even have anything I can do? I don't know. Let's no. just say not and skip your turn. No. <laughs> Bad no. Uh, light crossbow. Is that a one-handed weapon? Uh, crossbows are all, I believe, two-handed weapons, but you could still, well, move action to draw it. You'd have to load it. Right. You could get ready to fire. Yeah, so that's that's what I'm going to do. I'm gonna but if it's ready. a two-handed weapon, you would have to put the wand away. Sure. Okay, so you drop the wand, move action, pull out the bow, yep. load it. Okay. And that's my turn. Uh, wait, do I want to move at all? Hang on. You can five foot step. That's about as much as you'd be able to do with that action. Oh, that's right. Cause I, yeah, because I had to use all that. Oh, we're good. We're good. Okay. No, no issue. Bottom of the round is Nayari. You oh, heard nothing. Nice. Yep. So I'm going to continue moving. Okay. Roll Oops. a reflex Oops, save as soon as you move that out of that square. All right. So five foot step. And then I bet I hear a click. 12. 12. That is going to fail. Oh no. You take. Oh no. 10 points of fire damage. Straight up, Nyari's gonna be Lieutenant Dan from Forrest Gump. <laughs> Not always gonna be over like, Nyari, you ain't got no legs! So, when that I'll happens. Just, I'll just remove the one back here since you guys know it's there. It's not gonna be a problem. So, she. That happens, and she's blown forward, and immediately, like, never mind. <laughs> Stay in here for right now. <laughs> okay. Not looking so great. <laughs> so you're blown backwards. Yep. Somehow moving forward, but I'm blown backwards. So Nayari steps off of the mine, goes forward, it blows up behind her, she feels the heat and the shrapnel hit her back. Immediately, moonwalks back into the game. <laughs> so, um... Nayari, are you okay? Nayari, are you okay? Are you okay, Nayari? So with that, with my move action, I'm going to pull out the Wand of Magic Missile, and can I fire that off in this turn, or do I have to wait till next turn? It is a action to pull it out, and then it is an action to cast the spiel. Okay, I didn't know if it would function like a weapon, it's a weapon. I don't think it does. Well, you attack with it, so I mean, it's a you don't... <laughs> I don't think... Josh is trying to say something, um, but he's muted, But so it, his opinion doesn't really matter. I will say <laughs> that in the past, we have allowed uh, Theros to draw a wand as part of a move. However... I think that's incorrect. I, I think it's one of those things where, like, you kind of have to in picture, like, would they have it, like, on a belt ready to go? Like, a wizard? I, think, I was pictured. I think absolutely, yes. For I me, I, I pictured Theros would just be holding the wand at all times because he uses a scimitar in one hand and has a free hand open. So he was kind of a secondary healer. I just had him holding it always. So here's, here's the actual ruling from Archives of Nephis. It says. Drawing a weapon so that you can use it in combat or putting it away so that you have a free hand requires a move action. This action also applies to weapon-like objects carried in easy reach such as wands. 
If your weapon or weapon-like object is stored in a pack or otherwise out of easy reach, treat this action as retrieving a stored item. So she had this in the haversack, so I will call it that her action is pulling up along. Okay. Yeah, if it's in the haversack, then it would have to be an action. Yeah. But okay. then in theory, if it's strapped to the belt, you could pull it as a weapon-like object. This is a little sus. That's what it says. It's right from well, the rules page of Archives of Nethys, so... Regardless, you do haveth the wand in your hand. <laughs> I haveth it, and I shall fireth it with it next turn. Swish and flick. Switch, swish and flick. Top of round 12, or 13. Yes, 13 is Ulrit. You just saw her get blown up a second time. Um, Ulrit is going to move forward and uh, use this wand of cure light wounds that he, again, already has out from before uh, on her again and <laughs> say to her, you're pretty good at discovering those mines. The and hard way, unfortunately. One uh, D8 plus one. Nine hey, points of health to Mary, okay. right, and Max. as a free action, can he holler out something at the uh, hobgoblin out here? Sure. Uh, he's gonna holler out an insult, hoping to provoke her from running away. Uh, he's going to yell out, "You know, I thought in hobgoblin, by the way, to her, because he knows hobgoblin um, or goblin. Sorry, uh, is hobgoblin yes. goblin speak the same thing? Okay, he's gonna yell yeah, out in goblin." Cool. You know, I thought hobgoblins were ugly from the front, but you're even worse looking running away from behind. Okay. Ooh, sick burn. Ooh, can he burn. get the moralized check? I think he does, right? Nairi's yeah. like, do you that. have some ice for that burn? <laughs> you yell out no, that seriously, insult. seriously, I'm on fire. And <laughs> she does not turn to look at you, nor does she respond. Nor does she, she have is, the ability. She is <laughs> so... She makes no reaction whatsoever. I knew she, she was held. Paralyzed, isn't she? Yeah. That's what makes it so funny, though. I love it. It's a great Ulrit interaction. It's a great Ulrit interaction. Aiden, it is your turn. I want a perception to notice some things, and I'll I'll leave DM whatever you want. Mostly, I want to see if there is a path that Aiden can suss out that he could get through without ticking off any more bombs, ideally by charging. Um, if not, I have an alternative. And then I would also kind of like to get an idea. You said red, and I kind of really want to know how red. So I'm going to go ahead and roll a perception. A perception. A 21. The first part is what he's looking for first. The her so you on. know that you've already stepped on one. Right. Uh, with a 21, you can't find a path because, again, this is knee-high grass. You can't even really see the ground where they would have been buried. So you can't see a, a specific route that you can take. You would surmise that she knows precisely where they are all located, so she doesn't really have to worry about it too much. Um, but without that knowledge, you're not sure. I am going to then go ahead and pull out an alchemist fire and throw that, um, which I think will be not so bad. Um, it is outside. It's 
minus eight again, but I'm not firing into combat, and it will resolve against touch. However, I'll still get my ranged bonuses, so it'll be at a plus 15 to hit, because it'll be two less, because I won't have my plus two um, archery and bow bonuses. So what I roll plus a 15. Yeah, it would be your base attack bonus. Yep. Five plus your dex of two. Three. Three. Plus your favorite enemy, which brings you to twelve. Inspire uh inspire courage is fourteen. And heroicism. Yep. Uh heroism doesn't stack with inspire courage, does it? Because they're both morale bonuses. Nope. Inspire courage is a competence bonus. I don't know why I thought it was a morale bonus. I don't know, but... You would think, because you're inspiring courage. You really would think that. You would think that, but it is competence. Um, And that actually does make it higher than, because it's 16. An affected ally receives a plus one morale bonus on saving. So effectively... That's what it was. That's confusing. We can add a... uh, Eight to this is what I'm saying. So I have plus sixteen, minus eight for the range penalty. Plus eight is the net. I'm gonna roll flat D twenty oh, if you're okay with it. Yeah. Yep. I was curious what you're saying. Add eight, and I was like, you're adding eight on top of everything. No. Yeah. No. If you're just doing a normal D twenty and then adding eight, that is fine. Okay. Natural one. <laughs> okay. That will do that's, it. That's not gonna hit at all. So, uh, do I get to roll my d8? <laughs> yeah, roll a d8. Technically. We will have this corner be one, and then we'll go clockwise. It it honestly doesn't matter. It doesn't. Right. Okay, so it hits there, and she takes two ones. <laughs> one point of fire damage. Wow. Nice. Is it a d8? I think it might she be a d6. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a, d, it's a d6. It's not that it matters. I rolled a one, but would you like me to re-roll the die? No, the D8 was to see what square it lands in. Yeah, I, I knew that, obviously, because it's just yeah. one splash damage. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that, obviously. That wasn't going to happen. <laughs> obviously. Um, I, just, I just wanted to make sure we were on the same page. <laughs> so I you like an alchemist fire, and I you throw it, uh, missing horrendously. Well, he's trying... I, the way I envision it is he knows he's got his foot on some kind of contraption that could blow if he's not careful. So he's being he's being careful about how he's throwing it, not to move too much and spring the trap. And yep. that, that, that was the cause for his miss. Okay. It's now her turn. Roll another C. Fail! Yeah, boy! Wait, what's her ad? What's the DC? Is it DC 15? Probably is. I thought it was 14. Level two spell. Let me look oh. at what her thing is here. That gives us some hope. It is a. I think it's a sixteen. That sounds correct. If it's a level two spell. Yeah, it's a level two spell for me. On my sheet, it says my DC for level two spells is sixteen. Does it use your DC? So it uses the uh, standard magic item power. So it is 10 plus the spell level, which would make it 12, plus the ability modifier of the minimum ability score needed to cast that spell, Ah. which would only make it a DC 13, because you only need a score of 12 to cast that spell. Dern. Yes. So she 
passes and does her five step because that's totally going to make a difference. <laughs> um, Why? It is Oren's turn. Oh boy! You have your crossbow. I do, and it's loaded and ready to go. Do you get any bonuses for being closer to someone? Mm, well, yes and no. Uh, a light crossbow, I think, has a... 80? 80 feet, so no, you don't get any bonus getting closer. As long as okay. you're within 80 feet, you're fine. Okay. So it'll be this plus one? Okay. Yeah, plus one, because I don't get the Torogs of B. Correct. Well, wait, let me take that off to make sure that it doesn't affect. Because we had talked about that. Remember that it could affect it. And it did affect it. It had a plus one for Torog to be yes. on the yep. crossbow. So I took it off. Only on hammers. So, on the yep. Warhammer. Yep. So it'll be plus one to this. Okay. I can't see what I rolled. 16 <laughs> is going to miss. <laughs> Sorry. Well, even, a, even a 17 won't do it. A 17 is going to miss. Okay. Okay. Nayari, it is your turn. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm just going to move up a little little bit, and then I will use a charge of the wand of magic missile. Okay. Take off that before I forget, and that will be a whopping 1d4 plus 1. 5. Okay. All right. Uh, 5 force damage. Describe your kill. Yeah, no, oh, right. Right. Your kill. She had two. I think you guys should get a hero point. <laughs> hero point for using magic. I've been chasing this woman for over an hour, <laughs> keeping her within range. I got blown up twice. And Ari just goes. <laughs> I'm sure it's a lot more involved than just boop. Okay. Nope. Nope. It's very much. Um, yeah, go ahead and describe your boot. <laughs> so, she wasn't held anymore, right? She had Correct. unheld? She had just unheld. Yes, she had just broken free of the hold person and has started to move away. Okay. She had three hit points when she got hit by the alchemist fire. So she had two hit points when you just hit her now. Okay. Um, I have no idea what magic missile is like, but I'll just say that she fires off this wand and it just shoots through one shoulder of this hobgoblin and like it's so much force that she like spins around a few times and then falls to the ground and then she's right next to a bomb and it blows up and it blows her body into little bits everywhere but it <laughs> magically keeps her equipment and any valuable items intact. <laughs> yeah! That is, uh, now that's a final kill! control, so that's what happened, okay? <laughs> okay, so she does indeed fall almost exactly as described with a couple tweaks. That's how Ulrit tells the story. <laughs> yeah, that's how Ulrit tells the story. Yeah. A little embellished. You wouldn't yeah. believe what happened, folks. It was incredible. The giantess with noodle arms. <laughs> and with that, the camp goes silent. We will drop out of initiative order. What are you all doing? 
Aiden is currently still on top of a mine. I'm getting out of here. Oh, Aiden's <laughs> on a mine? Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that, bud. Um. <laughs> he this wants. This is not the music I wanted. To Sorry. If... You're fine. You're not bothering me. He wants to, if at all possible, to take a perception or a survival or something to figure out if he can wiggle his way out of this. Because at the moment, with Craft Bow being the closest thing I have to disable device, I can't think of something. You can roll a reflex save. Because you rolled high enough on your perception, you get a bonus to the save, but otherwise you don't have the ability to, to disable it. do anything other than just mitigate the damage. He can't do anything to try to like get like, you don't have away. any of the anything that you would need to have you do not have but so since you did perceive it after stepping on it you get a bonus to the reflex save well he's gonna do that then try to like kick it away um as he as he takes a step back and tries to avoid some of the damage here reflex and i didn't with with the plus four bonus that you would have gotten you are only going to take half damage as you try to roll out of the way of you take four points of damage that is already halved okay (sighs) and he spends the time uh, to climb out yep make a I have a seven in climb, so I can just okay. Take ten, yeah, you're fine. At the lower areas, you're fine. Yep. Um, shoot. Wow. Well, all right, that was good. See you guys next week, or <laughs> <laughs> it feels like that, doesn't it? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Problem solved, right? Like adventure one, book one complete. No, obviously. Um, I don't think there's any significant role play that I want to accomplish um, unless somebody feels otherwise. I think it's normally just uh, covering our bases now, avoiding traps. Um, if it's not said already, Jace, I'm taking these steps really slow. Um, I don't know if Nayari or not pointed it out at the bottom, but I know there's a line there, so I'm going to not step on it <laughs> um, as we take time to investigate the innards of the camp and make sure everyone's okay and healthy. Ah! Or just teleport. <laughs> All right. He was with me walking around. Ulrit will, okay. uh, will uh, kind of stand between uh, it, um, Nayari and Aiden at one point and put hands on either of their shoulders and be like, See, I told you I would be helpful and I can take care of myself. Uh, I must say, Ulrit, your aids did prove surprisingly beneficial. Thank you. You're welcome, my friend. And there's more where that came from. This story is just beginning, and it's a story of heroes, not desperate survivors on the run. It's time to change the narrative, my friend. Nairi sucks her arms back up. <laughs> and they make a slurping sound <laughs> as her noodle arm come back. Iden, Iden's face kind of uh, goes solemn for a moment. You know, no longer desperate survivors. He knows where the camp is left, and he knows Theros and 
his thoughts go there when Ulrich says that, but he doesn't say anything. That You're singing. So oh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say? No, he seems embarrassed. He seems no. embarrassed. I, I gotta hear it. No, no it gotta... wasn't anything like that. Go ahead. No, oh. no, no, no. We gotta move. We gotta get past this. Um. Uh, Ulrich, your singing was beautiful, and it. It almost was. It was almost hard for me to keep my anger going with you singing like that. Oh, I appreciate the the kind words. It was riveting watching you all fight. The way you majestically moved across the field of battle and slew your foes. Oh, I will get inspiration for many songs and stories after this day. What is it that you said to that hobgoblin? I'm assuming that you spoke with her? I didn't understand <laughs> what you were saying. Oh, I merely gave her some words to remember us by. He well, told her she had a nice rump. Aiden is chuckling as well as he's walking off to investigate some of these tents. <laughs> my goblin is a little rusty, so one might have been able to interpret it that way, my friend, but be it as it may, she's dead. gone now. Okay. Oh, oh and I picked up my stuff, Jason, before coming down here. Oh, yeah, I picked up all my things. My dagger that I threw and the bow, I picked all that. Jason's like, What's that? You forgot the wand of whole person? Shucks. Guess you lost it. Ooh, it's oh, what's that? It's gone if forever. It actually fell down between the cracks. You don't know where it is. You can't you find never, it. You never find it. Go ahead and roll. Go ahead and take 20 in perception. Still not enough. Wow. Shame, really. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to investigate the tent. This hey, okay. Get out of here. Oh, I'm not sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Orin and Nayari are moving up to the northern tent. Uh, Aiden is moving to the southern tent. I thought Jason was going to say, and you hear a click. <laughs> I know, I thought, I thought so too. You hear seven clicks. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and this is a TPK just from the, the bombs. <laughs> We're like, whole place no! And Jason's like, nice. So, we will we will do uh, we'll do Aiden here. Uh, Ulrich, are you going with one group or the other? Or you're, oh, you're going oh, to the other tent over there? Oh, he says, look, it's standard. made of skin. Okay. I should have to check that out. <laughs> we will do Aiden first here. So, Aiden, you're walking down. Looks like it was the animal pen. Uh, they called it the warg pen, because that is where the wargs stayed. Uh, you see a sagging hut of patched canvas kind of leans precariously near this crude fence uh, of, of wooden ropes and, and posts. Um... The uh, there is a patch of bloody overturned earth within the animal pen that looks like it was some sort of like makeshift bed with furs and straw kind of piled on each other. Uh, you were one of the ones that was observing the camp, so you would have seen that one goblin kind of stayed there generally. Yeah. He slept with the wolf and the and the wargs. Um, you're going inside of this tent and uh, cautiously without yep. saying. Yep, you see uh, a myriad of different furs and hides kind of uh, placed up on racks in this tent. Looking around, roll a praise. Kind of praise? Yeah, just a quick praise. You can't take 20 on a praises, right? No. I think, I don't know. 
If I can, it's a 22. If not, it's a 15. Okay. You're not 100% sure how much all of these hides are, but it's probably a fair amount. It's probably over 100 gold, maybe over 150. You don't know exactly. You could take more time back at camp to assess, but... If you want to argue a circumstance bonus, when we started this campaign, he was trading furs and hides, so maybe he's got special knowledge of the market. Okay. Um, With that knowledge, I'll give you a little bit of a bonus. So you get... Your estimate goes a little bit closer to being 250 gold pieces worth of hides that you could take from this tent. Awesome. Uh, there's a couple other cloaks in here, but it looks like they're mostly just mundane uh, kind of green ponchos that were taken from somewhere. Um, roll... We'll save. <laughs> roll a knowledge local. Um, I don't have it. I could take it untrained or yeah. I can do nature. Just just go for it untrained and hit a 10. Um, With, take, I'm, al- I'm allowing I this take, given your background. I take 10. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I could add to it. No, I don't think so. So 14. Okay. These ponchos are somewhat familiar to you. Oh, I think I might know. Can I take a stab? Well, I don't sure. know. I don't know a hundred percent. Take take a guess. Um, they have to be yeah, either Gristledown or some other organization. There's no way they're Chernasardo Rangers outfits or anything like that. But it's got to be something in the area. Gristledown, I think, is a good guess. So these um, kind of green poncho vests, uh, they are familiar to you because one is often worn by Auburn. Oh, so they are both. Ranger outfits. So they are ranger. So they are the the rangers. But that is that is the majority of what you see in that small tent. It's just a lot of hides and some of those. And when you say poncho, you mean like if you look up like the iconic near Yard for the rangers where they have that like thing that kind of Draws over the front of their outfits, yep. kind of. Yep, it's like a hooded. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, he takes one, obviously. You know, okay. Hoping, hoping to grow into it, but. Yeah, it doesn't help. give any mechanical bonuses, but you can have a a, yes, it does. a, a ranger's poncho. Correct. <laughs> That's a mechanical. They probably, they probably kill people who wear their clothes when they when they're not actually rangers. Well, I was thinking about that. Um, there's no identifying marks on any of these clothing. Not like it would be like to a specific individual. Then no. I think just just to himself, he kind of like obviously there's no audience, but he's just kind of talking out loud, and he kind of promises the last wearer that uh, he'll don the cloak with honor and do well with it. You know, he'll serve okay. near Mothis and whoever's was the past wearer's stead, kind of thing. Be a little okay. formal about it. Yeah. And as he's going through that procedure there, we'll jump over to Orin and Nayari. I'll reveal the tent there for you. It's so... the toilet. <laughs> Not quite. It's, it's, it's actually a giant outhouse. So there's a big hole in the ground. You two would walk you. into... You do not want to go in after one of them. You two would walk into what appears to be some sort of alchemist. Raw yellow timbers that are 
fairly freshly cut and they still kind of smell of pine. They are what prop up this sturdy oilcloth tent. Uh, there's a square uh, window that has been cut in one wall with a puddle of thick, foul-smelling liquid marks in the ground beneath it. Fumes from this puddle have discolored the canvas above, turning the beige fabric a milky gray. And this is easily the largest of the tents in this area. It looks like it has bunks. It uh, serves as some sort of alchemist lab. It looks like there's munitions in here. Uh, it looks like it was kind of an all-purpose tent for everything that they had. Uh, you see a couple like of those mines that have not been assembled, but the parts that probably were what went into making them there. Uh, a lot of different inform- a lot of different things in here, some hammocks, crates, etc. Detect any magic? You do not detect any magic in this tent. No. But if you guys took your time to look around, you would eventually find two chests that appear to be locked. Ooh, that's not good. Clearly I bash a movie. <clears throat> you can we if you want to. You don't know what contents are in there, but... We didn't find any keys on Scarvinius or anyone. I guess we haven't looked at, around here. I bet you, oh, I bet you the keys oh. are on here, so we gotta go through the <laughs> minefield of death. I'll do it. <sighs> well, Maybe. Are you sure, Oren? <laughs> just keep looking very carefully, and I'll follow behind you. Okay. So, <laughs> how do you mark a path you want to try? So if you go to move, if you pick up your to- token and start moving it around, you can hit Q on any square and it'll draw, it'll like put a waypoint. Okay. So that is how you can do a specific movement. That's, oh, it didn't do it. Hang on. No, I saw it. Oh, you saw it? So that was what I wanted. Yep. So here, here, or wait, I don't remember what it was now. You saw it, do you have it? Are you good? Do I need to yeah, redo I saw, it? I saw the original movement. Okay. Go ahead and go ahead and roll me a bunch of D one hundreds. Yes, sir. Just roll like five. Everyone of them. knows dwarves are very light footed. Slash roll one D one hundred. Let me copy and paste that. Yep. You could do roll okay. four D hundred. You're good. Oh, oh. Oh my. Okay. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. Okay. <what> <laughs> so, okay, so just real quick. Yeah, go ahead, Jason. I'm going to read the text so that you guys know how this works now. Okay. Um where is it up here? I have to roll it. Scroll up a couple. Real quick. Okay. Just for audio, he rolled a 94, an 18, a 16, an 8, and a 27. Oh, and I clearly I, cast Firebelly before doing all of this, obviously. I think he's not, I heard him say that. I heard him say that. Everyone heard me say that. Yeah. Check the chat. Check the logs. Check the logs. Go back yeah. to the audio logs. Yeah. You'll you'll hear it next week, Sarah. We'll say, oh, you know what? Word was right. He did say <laughs> Firebelly. <laughs> so, yes. I'll read the text here for you. So, this entire field has been littered with alchemical mines crafted by the alchemist EST. And the book basically says, rather than marking specific locations, each square has a cumulative 10% chance of disturbing a mine to a maximum of 70% chance. If a character disturbs a mine and it has been activated and so and whatnot, 
the chances are reset back to 10 and then they start climbing again. If characters observe these soldiers for at least one day, they can begin plotting a safe route through the field, reducing this to a cumulative 5% to a maximum of 35. If they observe for at least two days and succeed at a DC 22 perception check, it becomes a non-cumulative 5%. So, the other point to note here is these soldiers move the mines every few days, so any benefits provided by observations only. Unfortunately, they did move these earlier today. So, the first space you move in is fine. The second space you move into... Uh-oh. Roll a perception check. Side note, thank you, Sarah, for the candle. My room now smells like leather. <laughs> I'm very happy that it smells like leather. Hopefully it's oh. a pleasing scent. It reminds me of when I am in the workshop downstairs. <laughs> so that was the studded leather candle? Yeah, studded yeah, yeah. Nice. It does actually smell exactly like, like when I when we tanned leather or when we when we made the studded leather stuff, Sherman and I. It smells exactly like that. So. Nice. I'm gonna light my nice. candle okay. named Bard's Blessing. Oh Ooh. yeah. That one, I don't remember what that one smelled like. For context, back in Christmas, uh, Sarah sent all of us a little gift box that included a White? bunch of goodies. Some yeah. of it were candles. White tea and citrus. Oh, nice. So, Oren, you're walking by and you do not hear the click under your foot. Or if you did, you probably just assumed it was your armor clinking like it usually does. You take seven points of fire damage. Do I take any because I was right behind him? If you were right behind him, you take, uh, I think it's just 1d6 to adjacent, yes. So you take four points of fire damage if you're right next to him. Oh, my fatigue's over, so good. Reduced to two, though, because he cast uh, Fire Belly, right? (laughs) (laughs) So it would then reset. So if you were to continue moving forward, the third space is now 10%. You rolled a 16, so you're fine. The fourth space would be an eight. Another one would go off. Okay. So roll another perception check. Y'all better not die. Okay. So you don't hear this one either. Oh, jeez. You're going to kill me, Orin. You take... <laughs> so I'm right Orin. behind you. <laughs> Orin's just so... after the first one. He's still trucking along like, Yeah, you know what? I think we're good. This is fine. <laughs> Orin good. takes another six fire, and Nayari takes another three. But again, Ooh. the chance is reset, so the fifth and final one would be a 10% year old 27, so you're good. You make it to the body there. And you have now basically thoroughly exploded a path <laughs> between Back. her and the camp. <laughs> minesweeper, anyone? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we're legit minesweeper right so there. So if, if I broke off from him and went into this square and this square, do I have to roll anything? Yes. <laughs> oh, is that a D100? Uh, yeah, it would be a D100 for each square. So it would only be 10... Whoa, what the uh, heck 91 was... oh, okay, and a Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, you're good, yeah. It would be 10%, that's then 20%. Cheating. I like it, but that's cheating, Sarah. Wow, it's rolling two die. Well, you're supposed to roll one, yeah. No, I was supposed to roll two. I seem to keep me rolling above so, 20. <laughs> what I'm going to do, though, is smash in the face of whatever this person's name is. The Hobgoblin, not Nayari. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> she, I think... Yes. Yes. Thoroughly yes. dead? Yes. yes. She is She is dead so, now. So I'm going to give me an oh, artery yes. another channel. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. So you both gain another nine. Thanks, Oren, but I really would have preferred if we didn't need this in the first place. I'm not going to say anything. Still not happy with you. You were a jerk only like one night ago. I thought he was going to say something like Lassie at the end. Like, ah, shut up, Lassie. But no, you just go silent. Punches her in the face. It punches her in the face. Did I jump? Did I jump? Oh. I we never talked about you. that out of game. Niari was a jerk last session. Though. And honestly, <laughs> re-listening to the episode was not fun for me. <laughs> Just putting it out there. Didn't appreciate that, and I skipped most of them because it made me real sweaty. Really? Sarah's over here like... <laughs> Skip four. <laughs> was, it, was it because of like you were, were you were embarrassed for Diari, or 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 it was just hard to watch? I just don't like confrontation. I don't you, like listening to confrontation. I don't you like hearing. Started me. it. You, I know. You, you drummed make, up all of the drama. It, it doesn't the... make it easier. <laughs> oh boy. Got to play the character, and Diari doesn't care about confrontation. Okay, now we search the body, Jason. Okay. So you have detect magic, so you can detect that she has a magical... She has two magical potions. Okay, so... That are different from each other. Okay. Uh, Her armor appears to be magical. And that is it. As far as magic items go, you would find a key ring with some keys on her. You would find uh, 52 gold pieces... Okay, once again, 52, 1584. We are loaded. Loaded. Cash. Key Lushed. ring. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, okay. And uh, Nayari, are you aiding on his spellcraft? Or- yeah, sorry, I was trying to fix the formatting on the sheet, but I will spell crafty. Oh, no, I'm not aiding. I'm rolling my okay. hand. Oh. Glad you did. Okay. So you are able to determine that... So are you doing the potions first? The armor? The armor. Okay. It is a plus one chain shirt. Ooh. Oh. Wait a second. I am already wearing one. Okay, never mind. And the potions you would be able to use with perception, and your perception is high enough that you could probably just take 10, I think, probably. So I'm just going to hand wave those. She had one potion of cure moderate and one potion of resist fire. Resist energy fire. Why Why did she have resist fire if she did cold bombs? Or did Her she get bombs can do fire or cold. She did also oh, okay. have a potion of resist cold, but she took that. Yeah. I see. Okay. Fair enough. Um, also, question: uh, What's the total armor class bonus for a plus one chain shirt? I believe it is a total of plus five. A plus five, but it is light armor. It is light armor. Minus okay. two armor check penalty plus 
four decks plus three decks plus three of it three or four three or four i would imagine can't yeah. remember off the top of my head, but I think it's a plus five to AC. I don't. I don't think the minus one AC is worth the extra ten feet of movement, but I kind of wonder. Uh, you would also be able to denote that her, she had a masterwork morning star that she didn't actually okay. use. <laughs> That's cool. She also. I don't had, think we need that so much. No. She also had a bunch of extracts that she didn't get to use, like a shield, and those are trash. They're not good. Expeditious retreat. And other stuff. She didn't That's... drink her expeditious retreat. She didn't have time. She was trying to get away, and when she, as soon as she put enough space to start drinking stuff, she mm. kept getting held. Yeah, I was gonna have her drink shield clutch. and then expeditious retreat, but that yeah. must have been a good move by Orin. Absolutely. So that is all of the important info about her. You could, at this point, start walking your way back. Uh, you've cleared out a path as far as I'm concerned back to the tent and if you use those key rings to open up those two chests you would find that they were rigged to explode your face explode Uh, you unlock them and they do not explode Um, you find in the first one several small of various liquids do either of you have craft alchemy Nope. Do not. Uh, I might allow a knowledge nature. I, I can certainly try. Maybe. Or arcana. I have. I mean, it depends on what they are. If they're potions, then um... no. Oh, I should. It's not. It's not arc. It's not arcana. Um, but it should have been because it was a natural twenty. I would say, with your knowledge nature. You can't specifically identify what these are, but you know they're poison. Okay, so several... How there many vials? Are, Just... So there's a bunch of different poisons in here, but there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 vials of poison and 5 vials of what you might assume to be antitoxin. Goodness. Alright, Antitoxin. I'm going to take the vials of antitoxin. You said 5 that we can assume? Yeah, there's 5 that are distinctly different than the others. And you do not denote them as poisonous. You know, I do have to ask, Jace, for everyone that's been using poison weapons so far, have you been properly rolling to determine if they've accidentally poisoned themselves on application? Well, here's the funny thing, is that everybody who's been using poison has had poison use. That's too bad. (laughs) (laughs) That's too bad. So I have not been rolling. Yeah. Uh, So is that... The second oh. chest, uh, you find okay. uh, 300 gold pieces. Okay. A paltry sum compared to the pain we just faced. Right? <laughs> moving well, we over... weren't doing it for gold. <sighs> moving You're over right. to Ulrich. He is in the, the other tent there. Yes. I described this tent once from the outside, but here's the full description now that you're going inside. The skins of many humanoids, many with faces still twisted in agony, make up the walls of this gruesome domed tent. Rough stitches hold it together, and the interior is appointed in furs and solid dark furnishings. As you walk inside, you see that there are still some bodies of torture victims on tables here. 
but despite this clearly being a, a torture tent, um, it is meticulously clean. Uh, there is, you see in the corner, a bucket that as you get closer, it looks like it is some kind of caustic lime-based cleaning solution. And if you kind of like poke at it a little bit, it immediately starts burning at your skin. Um, and you assume that that was probably used both as a means of torture and a means of cleaning this place as I said, meticulously. Um, you might also recall that Scarvinius's skin was blistered and raw. And you're thinking that would probably align itself with being rubbed by this caustic. Well, Ulrit wouldn't have seen Scarvinius, so he wouldn't necessarily know about him, but yeah, I get, I get it. Yeah, Ulrit might not, if later on you were to have the other come in, they would make that connection, though. That, um, that, is there the anything caustic... of value in there? Roll a perception for that, I guess. Um, You don't really need to. I'm just assuming that you're taking 20 at this point. Okay. Uh, you can see that there are a... Uh, there's a rack of weapons in here that look to be pretty well made. Uh, you can find a collection of different uses. Uh, you can collect six long swords, three short swords, two scimitars all of which are masterwork. Um, However, you would notice that uh, one of the long swords is particularly uh, well-made in that it is lighter and seems to be made of a different material than the others. And if you have detect magic, you would be able to... Do you have detect magic? I do. You You would be able to denote that that there is a long spear that is magical. Spellcraft doesn't really tell me anything. Yeah, you're not able to determine exactly what that long spear is, what its properties are. Uh, roll a, an appraise on the long sword. Not much okay. better. You're not exactly able to determine what it is about this long sword that seems so special either. But those are the two items in that rack that seem to stand out from the others. Uh, you would also find in this room, in this tent, three locked chests. Assuming the keys are probably on her. Uh, We didn't recover any keys from Scarvinius, did we? Uh, The group that thought Scarvinius would have found keys on him. Oh, we did? Oh, okay. What would it take for me to to attempt to pick them? Or I'd have to have the equipment, wouldn't I? You'd have to have a lockpick set, yeah. I'm just curious. Um... Other things that you notice in here. So that's all of the items, treasure and whatnot you find in here. Uh, but you do see something. This might have catch, caught your eye first. They don't write it before the treasure, though, so I didn't read it first. Um, inside this tent remains uh, one of Scarvinius's last victims, presumably, uh, who is still strapped to a wooden crossbar. Um, it looks like an elven individual. And as you approach, you get a little closer, you see that the body still bears telltale signs of torture, including dozens of shallow cuts and burns that were, again, probably wiped away by that caustic uh, solution. Uh, It also looks like some of the skin has been flayed and the muscle itself been peeled back to reveal the bone on like the legs up to the thigh. And as you're looking, there are distinct carvings on the bone directly as if like design work was being needled and carved into the bone 
and you're not certain, but it's possible that that was done while they were alive. Would I, uh, could I roll a knowledge to figure out what the symbols might mean or where, what their origin is? Looking at them, you don't have to. They're, they're nothing super significant. It's not like words or anything. It's just like general designs that don't really seem to have any particular significance. Um, gotcha. You can roll a general intelligence check if you'd like. Sure. Nope. Cards are pretty okay. sm- Roll it though. Freaking one. <laughs> okay. So you're not yeah, you're not out. aware of what this particular procedure would be uh, generally known as. There is a word for it. Um, but yeah, it looks like this was a form of torture where he would start to flay the victim's skin and peel back their muscle and then start carving into their bone. This would probably have them pass out. I imagine so. I times, hope. I, I but, hope. But he probably waited until they came to but it's not it's not good uh but while you're looking over this this area you see presumably some of the belongings that might have uh belongs to this individual you see a a what you would probably with your bardic knowledge denote as a distinctly elven belt this is an elf makes sense a green vest with a a hood like another poncho that uh, Aiden would be able to identify really easily at this point. Uh, you also see a small note on a stool next to this. And if you pick up the note and read it, it is written in common. You can see all that it says is all foxes to their holes. Uh, the, the, the foxes that, uh, what, that Theros' mother is a part of, uh, what do they call the fox claws? Something like that. Maybe something like that. So just a thinking meta meta game knowledge here. Maybe. Uh, hard to tell. Well, not for Iden, I don't think. Uh, they are. Well, we haven't met up yet. So that is what each of you individually find at your location. Uh, if you were to meet up, somebody I imagine would have the keys to those chests that uh, the keys that Scarvini has had. So I'll just tell you what are in those. Uh, in the first chest, you just find what is presumably the treasury or the payroll for this uh, this camp. You find 750 silver pieces, followed by 480 gold pieces. In the second chest is a small pouch that has an assortment of semi-precious gems. If you guys were all to appraise and maybe aid each other or whatnot you would uh, come to the conclusion that it's roughly 150 gold pieces of semi-precious gems. And in the third and final chest, you find what appear to be a myriad of personal items. Uh, There's an elegantly embroidered scarf that Ulrit would be able to denote is a a Verizian family heirloom, which is known as a Capenia. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, you don't know who it belonged to. Scarfinius. You find a... <laughs> Scarfinius. No. No. It is quite the fashionista. Yeah. Uh, you also find a set of silver charms on rings, each one in a different shape of a different leaf. Um, again, don't know who that belongs to. And then there's a myriad of other uh, personal items in there. Everybody can make a wisdom check if they'd like. And can we, if we're meeting up again, the others that have spellcraft, can we roll in the 
long spear. Yeah. So I got an 11 in my wisdom. Okay. Um, okay. So with those spellcrafts, uh, also give me an appraise, because the longsword is not... That one is uh, separate. Uh-oh. Yikes. An appraise? Yes. Yeah, so my appraise is six. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, you're not able to figure out what it is about the longsword, except for Aiden, who does. Um, Aiden, you're looking at this longsword, and maybe you've seen something like this uh, on sale uh, in Feindar during one of the festivals that you might have attended. This is a mithril longsword. Oh, wow. Oh. So it is functionally just a masterwork longsword, but it is more expensive, and it is half the the weight of a normal longsword. But okay. otherwise, it would function as a masterwork longsword. And uh, the long spear is just a plus one long spear. Okay. Did we find... You said... You mentioned scimitars. You didn't mention falchions in there, did you? No, there are no... Iron's trench coat of weapons gets slightly larger. <laughs> I really, I really want some falchions. That's what I'm looking for next. If we run across them, I call dibs on the falchion. I'm telling you, it makes me think of like the movie The Matrix when like he opens up his trench coat and there's just weapons upon weapons inside of it, and that's basically what Iden's running around this forest with a trench coat <laughs> full of weapons. It's beautiful. So you have identified those. Um, so with those wisdom checks, uh, I think Oren rolled a 15. So Oren, you're not 100% sure, but looking at some of these items, you're like, you know, the closest settlement to here is either Gristledown or Feindar. These could be like heirlooms from people that that, like, that, that might have been looted from either of those communities. Maybe, maybe items taken from the people of Feindar could have been Gristledown too. Um, but Feindar is the biggest settlement nearby. And you do know that, you know, a Varesian family scarf, you know, very likely that it was taken from somebody from some house in Feindar. Okay. So you don't know if you don't know if any of these Yeah, you don't know if any of these items would be important to any of the survivors. Right, so that's what I was gonna say. Warren will look at everybody and just say like we should probably bring these items back and see if anybody recognizes them among the, the people at the cave. I do not. I feel like I wouldn't get a lot of objection on that. <laughs> no. Aiden says, I refuse. I don't know, Nayari. Anything to say? Hmm? Yeah, I don't know. Time? Do we need to storm Feindor now? No, she's going up here. See ya. Ah, okay. She's like, I'm out. I'm done with you people. Okay. And then she's gonna stand I think she might. right here and use long arm again. And think she can. I think we might say goodbye to Niari uh, this, <laughs> this week. Who knows? I'm worried about it. I'm worried about it. Well, you should be very afraid. You guys have checked all three of those tents. There uh, is there anything else here in the camp that you wanted to do? We do a clean sweep. You know, check around here, check the beds check the tower, you know, check the perimeter okay. for any stragglers. Uh, I think the I think the only other thing that you really notice... Uh, so if you search the area, it's going to take the better part of the day, given how yeah. big the camp is. But if you take that time, uh, in the lodgings over here, you'd be able to dig up a couple different pouches of uh, stuff that are underneath the bedrolls. 
um, you find three different pouches that each contain 25 gold pieces. So a total of 75 gold pieces uh, over there. In addition, you find a small scrolled up piece of paper that you would detect as magical and you can roll spellcraft on. I'll have to look at the DC on that one. That's not how you spell any of those words. Holy spellcraft. crap. Oh, I have that too. This music is so calming. I love it. Yeah, I'm rolling to aid. Let's say. Are you all aiding? I was rolling. All aiding whoever has a high over it then. Sure. I was just rolling my own, so. Um, I was aiding whoever has the highest bonus to their spellcraft, because I only have a plus two. I have a plus seven, so probably mine. Let's see, the DC is... Identify the properties of a magic item is 15 plus the caster's, or the item's caster level. So you don't know what this is. Oh. It's a scroll paper? It's some, it's some scrolled up piece of paper with, with uh, arcane tech, writing on it. With the text magic. Could I magic, use knowledge arcana would... on it? Uh, I don't think knowledge arcana can check to see if Knowledge Arcana does anything. I don't think that's going to help at all, because this is specifically, like, you already know it's magical. Gotcha. I didn't know if, like, the writing uh, right. have just aided. Knowledge Arcana would be able to help you think of what kinds of things it could be. Gotcha. <coughs> well, won't detect magic give him a sense of its relative uh, power. I mean, obviously the failed roll, too, he might he might get a sense of how strong of a magic this might be. Uh, with detect magic, an object functioning spell, magic, a magic item, you would denote that it its caster level would be considered it is in the category of strong. So it's a strong magical aura that you sense emanating from this piece of paper. Yes, and the school would be, I believe, transmutation. Mm. And it was just chilling underneath a bedroll. Yep. <laughs> cool. Yes, a strong transmutation aura coming from this page. Uh, Twenty-three isn't enough. Yeah. Twenty-three is not enough. Yeah, high caster level. You know, yeah, if it's a strong aura, if it's a strong aura, it is minimum twelfth level caster level for the item, which is up there. Could yeah. be a true resurrection spell. Who knows? That'd be awesome. It's a not, reincarnate. It's not a reincarnate. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Would you imagine if it was a? A scroll of reincarnate. That'd oh be amazing, God. though, because he goes to his grandfather to try and reconnect with Volus's spirit, and his grandfather's like, "Listen, you idiot, he's not dead. We can't connect to his spirit. There's no, there's no spirit to connect to." <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh man. Um, I think you guys have basically found everything. The only other thing that you might want to check is the wear rat, and the only thing that she had on her was a masterwork rapier. Okay, I. Which I you don't want to rape here, though. So. Like oh. I said, falchion. That's my next weapon. Falchions are nice. 
So yeah, I think you've found basically everything of import here. I think if we kind of clear out the cave and get any information that we can, I don't know if it's the time of day where we need to stay here and kind of rest. Uh, With how how long it took you to search the camp that thoroughly, it would be getting close to nightfall. Okay. Nairi's going to light the pile the bodies up and light them on fire just to dispose of them. Okay. Real quick, Aiden's not going to go so far that it's dangerous, but he kind of wants to track footsteps um, that may have gone out this way to the west or if any curl, curl around on either edge of the camp. And if, if there's any trails that look like they went to Feindar. Um, okay. With Roll a survival. Yep. Or it's going to um, just be sitting down plus... like... Go ahead. No. Um, my survival towards goblins would add to my track, I think, if I'm tracking goblins. Assuming I am. So I'm going to go ahead and click that on, if you don't mind, for my survival. Because they are my favorite enemy. I know what they look like. Whew. Not so great, though, with a 22, even with a plus 4, and then I add my half my ranger level, so I'm level, what, 5 now? So I add 2 to that, so 24. So, looking up the DC real quick, uh, even if it's firm ground, that should be good. It should it's be. only been, because it didn't rain in the last night, so it's not, yeah. So you do notice a pair of uh, goblin tracks, just like the normal small goblin tracks heading off in presumably the direction of Feindar. And you do remember that there weren't any tiny goblins here. Yeah. Nice. <sighs> nice. 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 It looks oh, like no. if you were to date them, they probably early this morning. Presumably, when people woke up this morning, Scarvinius hadn't returned. They probably immediately sent out the goblins and then went to work on the camp. So, is there anything of note, Jason, in this tent with that, like, gibbledy goop? Uh, By the window? Yeah. Uh, No, it looks like that was just an assortment of different poisons that must have been. Oh, that was uh, like their mixing station. It, it of, must yeah. have been some, some yeah. something like that, you would assume, okay. yeah. yeah. All right. Based on their lead to him, we still have a long way to Feindar from this camp location. Um, but who knows if they've made, you know, outposts at Gristledown or former locations that we've scouted out. Does he have any sense that could he catch up to him in time or does he think it's it's a lost cause? You would think that it is probably a lost cause unless you really... Like, if you stayed up through the night, you might be able to gain ground on them. Um, Because it's probably going to take them a a while to get back to Feindar. It's going to take them a few days. Yeah. So you could try to stay up and do that, but it would be uh, difficult. Progressively difficult. Right. But it is not necessarily out of the question. It just comes down to die rolls. I would say it's 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 not even survival. I can track them, and that's not the issue. It's the attrition and the fortitude saved yeah. to push through the night. 
and not and risk not becoming fatigued. Yep. Um, they're a few days away, right? What do you mean? You I mean, mean the goblins that would have left? Yeah, they left this morning. This morning if they left said. this morning, then they probably have like a ten to twelve hour lead on you from where we are at this point right now. Yeah. Okay. Give me a moment while I look at some spells. Okay. Uh, Ulrit and Orin are sitting down by the the fire, which is still embers at this point, unless you guys stoked it and and started it up again. Ulrit's working on composing like a, a song about their exploits that day. Um, he's he's like singing like little lines to himself and then trying to think of a word that would rhyme with the next stanza, uh, and. Uh, and then he'll, he'll he keep switching back between writing a, a song about the heroics and then switching back to a dirge about the the people who died the the rangers the the skins of the people here and the tragedies that must have befallen them and um nayari what were you doing up here by the watchtower burning the bodies okay yep you're able to get all the bodies there in a pile do you get Yisti, the alchemist's body as well, drag that all the way over there, or do you just put that in the field? Yeah, might as well. Just have a bonfire of hobbies. So you burn all those, I'll just delete them from the map there, but you make a, a bonfire of the bodies. Yep, she's just leaning back against the tower, just watching the flames. And yeah, I think at this point, I have revealed in the journal, I think everything for book one has been revealed. So, Ooh, that's so exciting. Did we do it, guys? Did we did we finish book one? Did we do it? <laughs> I so? I'm happy to be here to say we did it. That's crazy. Okay. So what are you guys moving, doing moving forward? Are you spending the night here and then... <sighs> I'm seriously debating trying to head them off and uh, stop the ones that left this morning. But, I mean, we can't stop them all from knowing that we're here. But that is the first time that they've heard that we're at the caves, you know? So I think that's still an Iden's head that he wants to stop that if possible, if at all possible. Okay, so I already just wrote that in, but uh, the spell that you mentioned, I would probably rule it where, like, normally you'd take a minus twenty to move it twice your speed when tracking, but given that that one is like supposed to treat the ground as though it were like right better, I'd say you'd only take the minus five that you would if you were like moving more than half speed. So it would reduce the penalties for going at twice your speed significantly. So I could probably spend the night here and maybe even catch them up if I prep that spell. Maybe, yeah. It depends on how fast they're moving. They probably would have spent the night somewhere rather than move the night because you would assume that they don't think anybody's like on their trail. Right. So Aiden will, expl- will explain that he thinks he's got a pretty good chance of heading them off. Um, and kind of it's just going to wait for feedback
if nobody says anything. Part of that cutout. Try and go alone. I, I think I can catch them. Actually, though, Jace, if I prepared two iterations of that spell and cast it twice, I could get the whole group, couldn't I? Because it's it's one what? creature per level. Is it, is it up to one creature per caster level? Yes, and your caster traveling, level would be two. Traveling with the target. So two. So myself plus two. So if I cast it twice, it would definitely... Yeah, if you cast it twice, you could get everybody in the group. Yeah, so he'll explain that he could get everyone. You have to have a smooth stone. Do you have one of those? Yeah, <laughs> I do. I have a material. Remember, we actually we actually had this. I, I, I don't bought know if one. you have a smooth nope. stone. Nope, we went over this. I bought a material component. A pretty rare. No, they're not. <laughs> if it's another heroic exploit you're talking about, Hayden, you know I'm always up for that. I think that we can do it. I have confidence. We'll just have to move quickly. Uh, what time of day is it now? Uh, if you're spending the night and then waking up in the morning, it's however early you wanted to wake up in the. Well, if we assuming we haven't yet. If you have not spent the night, it's eight o'clock at night. Right. So maybe we go to bed early and take and wake up as early as possible in the morning. I think will be his plan. Set off, set off as quickly as possible. We won't lose any time that way. We'll still get a nice rest, time to prep our spells, and I can cast that and give us some a big speed boost. If everyone's comfortable with that, that's Aiden's yeah. proposed game plan. And just kind of clean up work just to catch a few hop, a few goblins before they make it all the way. Okay, I like it. Niari. I'm going back to the caves. He nods. Tell them what we accomplished. And that we will be back quickly. Make sure they are well. I will. I have some business that I need to attend to there. But I hope the rest of you will be safe. The gods protect us, Niari. We've made it this far. I don't need the gods to protect me. I can protect myself. He chuckles. That you can do. You're very strong, Niari. I know that. Upon our return, I'll be sure to have a song written about you. If you'll allow me, I would love to share it with you. Well, you better make sure that you all return one. You have my word. <laughs> Chase, you, you, you and I are on the same. I am a filthy mid-maxer. Easy enough! That's one less spell to prepare. <laughs> that means I still get something else good. <laughs> okay. So, Nyar, are you spending the night and then leaving for the caves in the morning? Or are you yeah, well, I'll the night? leave at the same yeah. the okay. same 
Um, yeah, I assume that we took like a very early night because yep. the three of us want to get out as quickly as we can to okay. catch up. So you guys spend the night here. Uh, you can find your own lodgings at this location. None of the places here are like super nice. Uh, so you might be better served just like placing your own bedrolls randomly in the open. Um, but you spend the night here. It doesn't, nothing disturbs you. There were no more patrols that you know of to come back. So uh, you take your shifts or whatever, but you wake up the next morning just fine. And let's see, if you went to bed at 8, it'd be like, what, 6 in the morning you could get up and start moving? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so sure 6 o'clock heal, in the morning. Get your spells. Yep, you'd all gain your uh, gain some hit points back. I had one channel left. Do you want me to roll it? Yeah, you can roll your last channel for the last night. So That's it's fine. level plus con, so that would be eight. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Okay, so you all gain fourteen from that night and uh, from the channel, and then overnight you would heal some natural HP, which probably puts most of you close to full. So then in the morning, Nayari sets out towards the caves, while the other three, uh, Iden casts a spell on the three of you, you start following these tracks after the goblin pair. So we will go with the Iden group first. You guys are following these tracks, and thanks to your spell, you're moving at a very nice speed. Roll me a survival check still to see how well you do, and Ulrit and Oren, you can either roll your own or aid Aiden. Um, are you comfortable with me taking a 10, or do you want me to roll it for the situation? If you want to take a 10, that's what are we fine. Again? Remember, you will still be taking the minus 5 penalty. But... Okay. Yeah. But they can roll to aid still? Yep. Yeah, they can roll to aid. It is survival check to try to aid or an uh, Okay. So one aid. So that is a 30. Minus 5, 25. Taking 10, 25. Okay. Because I'm tracking goblins. I get the plus 4. And oh, my higher for my level 2. I forgot about that. Yep. And that is is sufficient uh, to stay on these tracks. It doesn't look like they were hiding their tracks or anything like that. And it doesn't also, you don't get the sense that they were moving terribly fast. They're just going like a normal speed. Yeah, um, Ranger things, I can do 20. 20 is my bonus currently. Yeah. That's a good show. So, <laughs> you are following these tracks, and I would say that you would get the sense by the end of the day, you're very close. If you were to go through the night a ways, you'd probably catch up to where they might have camped that night. And then we'll take one more day to catch up. Well, no, you would catch up to them in the night. I'm comfortable with that. Okay. If everyone so, else is. Yep. Okay. So you, uh, it starts getting a little dark out, and you're like, I think if we keep going, we can get there. So you maybe put out an iron torch so you can still see, and you keep going. But to your surprise, it only takes you maybe 30 minutes into the night for you to find these goblins. A lot faster than you thought. Oh, no. 
something worse. And what you find when you get there, you find two goblin bodies on the ground. What? Both dead. Big sigh of relief there, but then also immediate concern. Can I hand check um, them, Jason? To go see ahead. What killed them? And yeah, how fresh, how fresh the kills are. Aiden yeah. is immediately peering around, looking for anybody that might be close. Okay. So you guys are examining these bodies. It looks like they were killed by uh, some kind of clawed creature. Uh, hmm. The it is a five so you know how like some creatures they do like the four claws and whatnot this is five claw marks on the creature um five and they claw? were yeah so it's not like a four fingered claw it's like oh. five claws on this creature um like a, a magical oh. beast <laughs> and a hand shape or a paw shape uh, it no. is clawed like I mean, it's not like a palm print. It's a like a slash, like a gash out of the out of the bodies, multiple gashes out of each of them. Um, it looks like this was sort of recent, maybe an hour or two ago. Um, Aiden, you can roll a knowledge. Mm. Survival, a knowledge about the animal. Um, I can add my magical Ro- beast bonus yeah, to a flat roll, roll, roll a knowledge, roll a knowledge arcana and add your 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 magical beast bonus. Okay, so that is going to be a plus two to whatever this roll is. Um, to try to picture what it is, it's a real shame. I have this other cool spell that I didn't prepare that lets me see exactly what a creature or animal was based on its its markings but I missed it. Oh well. Um, a 14. This doesn't look like any magical beast that you're aware of. Okay, well it's not an owl bear, so I don't really care then. No, it, it's definitely not an owl bear. Uh, it doesn't look like this would have come from that black cat that you saw a long time ago. You don't even know if that thing's still in the area at this point, uh, but it doesn't look like it was that. Um, and no other magical beast that you're familiar with would have made these particular markings. And if we take if we take our time to circle the perimeter and make sure we've only been following two goblin tracks, there's no other goblins to be on the lookout for. Make a survival check. Um, can I take him. twenty if I spend yeah, if you, two if minutes you take on twenty? It? You can you can take twenty if you want to take the time for that. All right, um, I will take the time for that. So with that, you would be looking around this site here. You would find a third set of tracks. They look like humanoid footprints, but they only go off about ten feet, and then they disappear. Just disappear. And if he follows them cautiously, and he looks where the tracks disappear, does it look like they jumped up, jumped away, just flipped out of existence like do they keep walking do they come to a stop you know what I mean it's just they're gone what are we looking for Aiden I thought we were tracking hobgoblins uh he nods we were and the hobgoblins look to have been dealt with he kind of just looks into the forest towards nothing 
and shakes it away. You know, maybe his skills aren't as sharp as he thinks. I think that is all the goblins. <laughs> Some may still have brought it through to Feindar, but we did our best at this point. I will rejoin the Ari tomorrow. Let us continue. Until we get back, though, you have to tell me about what happened to all before we met up. I need to write these stories down so folks will remember what you've done. Hey, Jason, was there any orders or anything on the goblins? Any notes? Or... Uh, doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like they were given like a written note or thing like that. Okay. Best you could tell is maybe they were told just to like make a report. Okay. Ulrit, I, I don't know if you know this, but we actually have all of our past sessions recorded and available <laughs> for listening on Spotify, <laughs> iTunes, and anywhere else you find podcasts. So you can listen to them on your way home. Aiden is struck by lightning by the metagame. By <laughs> Tesla, what magic is this? <laughs> we would make you don't mess with the metagame god <laughs> no not thou shalt not break the fourth wall <laughs> it's pretty fun I gotta say <laughs> obviously he regales him um, a somber tale he uh, let's see here what does Iden have to say he Speaks of the loss that gristled down, and uh, the pains that were felt, and the people of Feindar continue to feel as loved ones are lost. Um, and then he mentions how Volus was a symbol of hope in that, and it trails off from there. Oh, it sounds like but it paints everyone in the public good light. Sounds like this bear was a noble creature. Perhaps I shall add him to the songs that I write of you all. I started my song about the camp. Would you like to hear some of it? Orin, do you care for a song? No. I'll sing it anyway. I think it's all bright and not new on the way home. <laughs> I think it'll attract trouble. I have come to find, Morin, that trouble is all around. You don't have to do much to find it. You certainly don't have to invite it. Isn't that, that is what true. heroes do? They attract trouble so others don't have to deal with it. That is not quite right, Ulrit. Heroes don't look for trouble. They just... They don't run away. That's the difference. I think it's all a matter of perspective. Wouldn't you call it seeking trouble if you put your life on the line to protect someone else? But it's no by no means self-preservation at that point. But nonetheless, you do it because that's what heroes do. Hello, Fairnak. Thanks for joining uh, the stream. Uh, Jason, where do you get the maps? Most of the maps I just got from the interactive uh, PDFs for Iron Fang. Some of them I had to find just by Googling them. But uh, most of the maps here 
they actually give you uh, a separate PDF that I just kind of crop images from and then throw under roll 20. There you go. Well, without further ado, I guess I'll I'll sing what I have so far. It's gonna be weird singing with music in the background. <laughs> this, this whole time, I um, can stop it if you want. Biden <laughs> is keeping looks uh, all around them as they're walking through the forest, making sure that, despite Ulrich's caution, I'm sure we're not attracting unnecessary attention. So, are you guys and walking you- through the night, or is this the next morning? I suspect it's some combination of the two. You know, we, we will have, you know, kept pressing on for a while, maybe sung through a bit of the night, stopped a little bit later since we don't, we're not so pressed to wake up as early, you know, maybe took our time getting back. Okay. I envision it as dark in the Fangwood, whether that is the morning light or the early dawn. Were the tracks bipedal? Yes. Okay. It looks like you, you go, you followed them like maybe. 10 steps, and then the 11th step just isn't there. Oh. Right. And there's nothing, if we, assuming we had walked a bit further, there was no end or anything for You walk 50 feet, 100 <laughs> yeah. feet, 150 feet, like how far are you going? Like, not not far. You the go duration of an invisibility spell? I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would be way more than 200 feet. That would be very far. And invisibility no, he... doesn't do anything with your footsteps. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't mess with it too much. The only thing was that was weird to me about it is that like if it was flying, you would think that you would see like in the ground where somebody went to lift off. You know what I mean? No, you don't see anything like that. Right. Noted. So that's why I don't think it's a flying thing. So are we on our way back to the caves then at this point? Yeah. You guys are walking on your way back and you'd camp at some point. And then the next the morning, keep going. so we can yeah. keep going real quick through it. Yeah. So you would get there, I would say, maybe afternoon on the day after Nayari gets there. Yeah, so we want so to Nayari left in the morning, got back at the camp still in kind of like the early afternoon, early noon time. Um, and then you guys would get there the next day in the afternoon time. So, yeah. um, I'll split over to Nayari and have her. Or do some things the night before if you sure, want. Sure, but uh, before we go to Nayari, no oh boy, I'm gonna yeah. start. I'll uh, got a bit of a scene that I'll start reading here. Ooh. So, tucked away in a corner of the southern Fangwood, known to the locals as the Chernasardo, hidden behind a thick veil of vines and tree roots, we see a small cave. A hand reaches forward and pulls the vines back, revealing a shadow of some figure outlined by the morning light. A piercing scream emits from a nearby shrieker mushroom until the figure steps inside the cave, lets the vines once more obscure the outside light. Down the tunnel, we hear numerous mumbling voices raise protest to the sudden noise. Oh, again! The figure covers his nose from uh, when confronted by the lingering scent of this cave's previous residence, and he walks deeper into the cave passing a pair of half-elven guards through two more open chambers. He greets a few of the residents with a solemn nod. He then enters a larger chamber filled with half a dozen sick men and women laid out on fifth beds. To one side sits an older man, 
and the figure immediately starts moving in that direction until he sees a woman sitting up and weakly conversing with this man. The figure stops, but the man turns, sees him, starts beckoning him over with a bright and ecstatic expression. Theros, Theros, you couldn't have come at a better time. Your mother, she finally woke up not too long ago. We see a grim Theros step forward, but stop a few feet away from this pair, not bothering to speak. Jen Varick looks at his son, then his wife, then back to his son and sighs, visibly nervous. Now, look, I know something happened between you two, but for my sake, at least try to talk it out. Whatever happened must be a misunderstanding. We shouldn't hold grudges between us, not when we just managed to survive and reunite. Isla Theros looks at her son for the first time in years. The light in her one good eye is dim, her wounds clearly still painful. She swallows before speaking. You've grown. I must have been gone longer than I thought. It's good to see you again, Devon. How have you been? Theros shifts his stance uneasily. His eyes glance to the side. I... He hesitates, exhaling slightly. It is difficult to explain. He looks to his father. I cannot stay here. I must seek out my grandfather. Volus... I failed him. I lost him. But there may be a way to revive his spirit. And in the meantime, I must become stronger. Theros turns his head, finally meeting his mother's gaze. Is this why you left, mother? To become stronger? Jin's face falls from its nervous excitement to a mix of sorrow and confusion as Theros speaks, but Isla responds before Jin can say anything. Not exactly. I'm sure I felt that way once, but that was decades ago. Her eyes grow distant for a few moments. I did not leave to become stronger. I left to fulfill a promise that I made to a friend long ago to protect this land and its people. I have strength to spare, or at least I did. She laughs grimly to herself as she places her now deformed hand onto the bandaged side of her face. It was my duty to use that strength, and while I knew it would require sacrifice, I naively hoped I could regain anything I lost. Theros lowers his head for a moment and nods. I believe I understand, at least in part, your reasoning. But what I do not understand is why then did you take me away from my father? Isla purses her lips. Looking back, I may have acted rashly. I could see your affinity with nature even in your early years. Your father had no experience in such matters, but your grandfather's experience was extensive. I had hoped he could train you. She studies Theros, and it looks like he did. 
I use the fact that Feindar is regularly raided as justification for you being safer with your grandfather, but I think that was just an excuse. Somewhere in my heart, I think I wanted you to eventually join the fight to protect Neomarthus. Your intentions may have been noble, but in your zeal you simply traded one danger for another. I fail to see how staying with my father is any less safe than being left in the care of a man who only cares about his research and would let his own grandson suffer the blight so he may learn more of its curse. Theros's words sound harsh, but his tone and rem demeanor remain calm, remain calm. His mother's eyes widen. For years I hated you. The one I trusted most took me from my family, left me with a complete stranger and disappeared, never to be seen again. He turns his head away, not out of disdain, but to hide the tears forming in his eyes. You know, that's why I left. That's why I don't use my given name, Devon. Because it's the name you gave me. He faces his mother again. Every time it was spoken, I'd hear your voice. And know that I may never see you again. Isla visibly transitions from emotions of shock, sadness, regret, and most notably confusion, as though something Theros said didn't make sense. Dylan, I... I'm sorry, I... I won't defend my actions. I thought they were best at the time. Clearly I was mistaken, but... I don't understand what you are saying about your grandfather. Even when I left you with him, I only knew him as a gentle soul. A bit overprotective and inquisitive at times, but... Letting you suffer the blight, I don't... And even as these words leave her mouth... Theros sees a flash of disturbed realization in his mother's eyes. The blight? No. No, surely he'd not be so foolish. She tries to leap to her feet, but her wounds and her husband keep her in place. Devon, if what you say is true, I'm coming with you. Your grandfather is about to... No. By now, he's already gotten himself in over his head. The entire community there is in danger if his research persists. Theros is taken aback by his mother's reaction. I certainly would never wish for anyone to endure the same treatment I did, but I don't understand what overwhelming danger it poses to the compound. He studies his mother, recognizing the sincerity in her expression and words. But if you believe there is a greater threat, then... It must be addressed. However, you are in no shape to travel. I cannot be held back if I am to be reunited with Volus. I must leave now. The Blight is a far more insidious threat than even Morthun. Trust me. If your grandfather has thoughtlessly started tampering with it, then it must have spread much farther and faster than I thought. She looks at her injuries... I, I will catch up to you. These wounds will not hold me back forever. Jin, who had been quiet, starts frantically looking back and forth. Now, hold on a moment. You can't both just leave like this. 
we only just reunited after all these years. It's good that you've come to some semblance of terms with each other, but must you leave so soon? He grabs hold of Theros and Isla's hands, grasping firmly as if not willing to let them go. A hint of tears in his eyes at the worry of losing them again. At the very least, can't I come too this time? Silence falls on the three. Isla seems to consider Jin's request, struggling with her decision. I don't. I do not not know. I do not know if you would be allowed in there, where we are going. Theros replies. Truly, if they had their way, you would not even be privy to the existence of Crystalhurst. He looks to his parents. I would not see us separated again either. But let me go ahead and speak to Grandfather first of my matter with Volus. Once we confront him concerning the blight and expose Crystalhurst to you, father. He will likely be less, in less inclined to help. Mother, it would be good for father to accompany you anyway, given your condition. Theros begins gathering a few items he had left at the caves. I care not about bringing outsiders into Crystalhurst. If they wish to banish me for it, so be it. There will be hell to pay. Archdruid Zora will see to that. Isla grins, but I have seen hell more than once on the battlefield. She doesn't scare me. On that we can definitely agree. Theros shoulders his pack and nods to his parents. I will meet you there. Jin sighs with a hint of relief, still a bit of worry on his face. I will make sure your mother recovers quickly. We'll be right behind you, Theros. Just... Don't do anything rash. Isla looks to her son one last time. A night or two of rest will suffice. Dev Theros. Be safe. As Theros makes his way towards the cave entrance, Ulrit scampers up to meet him. Ha, ah, Mr. Theros, was it? I know we haven't really had the pleasure of meeting, but I would very much to love to join you and your companions in your adventures. I assure you, I am a very capable warrior and orator, if I do say my so myself. I'm sorry, but I will not be accompanying you all any longer. There are other matters I must attend to. Oh, I see. Well, then, where are your friends? Per perhaps I could accompany them. Uh, they're ambushing a hobgoblin camp northwest of here, about ten miles from here. Oh, my! <laughs> I hope they haven't started yet. I'm fancying a good fight. It was a pleasure to meet you, sir. I'm going to go help them. As the Shrieker Mushroom <laughs> once again starts yelling out because someone let the light in. <laughs> And now, we will jump to Nayari, who makes it to the cave. I was waiting on the timing of that one. <laughs> Indeed. It seems that that was the last interaction that Theros had with the camp. And by now, it would have been, like, a full day later, Nayari arrives at the camp. And I can, I'll just move you guys to that map at this point. Uh, there we go. Okay, so Nayari will enter the caves, and um, 
she's just, you know, seeing people about and about doing their daily business and whatnot. It's probably what you said late afternoon, early evening. For you, it's like the early morning, get here noon, something like that. Okay. So she'll walk around for a while. She'll walk into different cave uh, rooms, I guess. And she'll look around and then she'll end up leaving and eventually she comes to the cave where I'm assuming Jim Jin Jim. Jim is um he's still here, right? Yeah, if you walk into the sick bay it looks like he is still present. Jin, if I might bother you for a moment. Where's Theros? He kind of he looks left, up to you. He left us. And he was coming back here, but I can't find him anywhere. He looks to you and he... I mean, he doesn't know all the details of why Theros left. He knows that Volus died, but I guess there'd be a hint of confusion on his face as to why you be privy to this information or why you're asking him. And he just kind of says to you, he says, he came by yesterday. Um, He's already left. He mentioned having to meet with his grandfather. Something about Volus had fallen. And I know he cares dearly for that bear. He mentioned something about maybe his grandfather being able to reunite him with the spirit. I'm not... I'm, I'm not a druid or anything. I don't know the details, but... He left shortly after coming back. He's been gone for the better part of a day at this point. No. No, he... He said he was leaving, but he was just coming back here. And she kind of, like, her knees go weak, and she kind of collapses to the ground and just kind of looks at the ground and says, I've made a terrible mistake. I said some things that were... Awful. And I wanted to apologize to him for it. But I didn't think he was actually leaving. As you fall, like, collapse to the ground a bit, he kind of jumps up from the the makeshift stool that he had made. And he kind of like puts his uh, hand on your shoulder, like not sure what's going on. And he says, I am sorry, I don't know the details of what might have happened between the two of you, but I like to think that Theros is a level headed man at this point. I'm sure whatever you said, I'm sure he understands. I, I can't imagine that he would hold a grudge against you after all the things that you've been through. Again, I don't, I don't know the details, but I should hope that it's not like you'll never see him again. Where is he going? Where is his grandfather? Jin would be about to speak up but Isla would actually be there 
and she would say, He's left to go to a hidden community of druids in the Fangwood, north of here. It is a place that only he and I know the route to at this point. They are not terribly keen on outsiders. It's a very inclusive group. If you are hoping to find him, you'll have to wait until he comes back. You don't understand. You just let him go on his own? I did. He's never going to make it. He's not well armored. He doesn't have Wallace anymore. There's no way he'll make it there. Be that as it may, I was not going to be able to stop him. And he's an adult now. He can handle himself. I don't know if you had seen what we've been up against. Four of us were barely able to. Five, including Volus, were barely able to survive this. One person alone in the Fangwood. That's suicide. Is that what his goal was? Is he, is he on some suicide mission? She leans back and closes her up, her good eye, and sighs. I will admit the Fangwood is dangerous, but. He has lived in the Fangwood for many years now. If he does not want to be found, he will not be found. He can move through the forest just as easily as any of you might be able to move through the towns that you normally... And you say there's no chance of catching up to him? I should think not. Unless you are as keenly in tune with nature as he. No. He'd done a terrible thing and said some terrible words. And while Theros may be level-headed, I'm not. I... I don't know what I'm becoming, but I don't like it. I... She'll stop mid-sentence and thank you, I don't mean to burden you with this. I appreciate the information that you've given me and I will hope with you that he makes it there okay and that maybe we will see him again. She nods and then rests her head back. You could see that she's still in a bit of pain. Yeah, Mary will leave. And at that point, she kind of just wants to be alone. So she's going to start heading down to the um, where the forge is down below, deeper into the caves. Just try to find somewhere quiet and dark and think. Okay. As you're going through that room with all of the rainbow mist and the well... Uh, Ilika's actually in there and she would stop you as you go by and she would say it is a beautiful room she kind of points at some of the designs in the walls if you look long enough it almost looks like stars aww it's 
been a long time since we've seen stars. Do you remember out on the plains at night? There would be so many of them. I remember when we were younger, we would try to count them. But there were too many. Even on cloudy nights, there were too many. I do remember. I remember. And then she kind of hesitates a bit. And then she kind of steals herself. She says, I remember Severin would always joke that he could count them all. (laughs) He was stupider than either of us. He couldn't trust a word that man said. True enough. Do you think we'll ever get back there? Maybe not all the way north. But do you think we'll ever get back to a point where we can just lay in a field and count the stars? I don't see anything stopping us. I can think of a few things that are stopping us. And they're all big and ugly and... start with an H. True, but... We made it down here. I'm sure we could make it back. I mean, sure, a group this large would be impossible to not be seen, but just the two of us. I'm sure we could sneak by. Well, where would we go? Anywhere. We could go home. We could go some other land. One with stars we've never seen before. We could go south further south to the other end of the earth I have heard stories of places that are hot all the time and I have to confess I've my mother used to tell me about sand she said sand is like the stars only on the ground you can try to count them and you never can because there's just too much I I don't know, Ilika. I I don't know what's happening to me right now. I'm not the person that I was before. I feel like a darkness is taking over my heart. And just when I think I'm getting better, something happens and I lose my temper again and I say things that hurt the people I care about. She kind of like puts her hands on your shoulders. Nairi, I don't know if you realize it, but you've kind of always been like that. And sure, at times it could be a bit hard to handle, but I like to think that it's just because you're perhaps a bit more passionate than any of us were. You care more deeply. And at times, perhaps, that has its downsides. But it has many advantages, too. You were always one of the most fun to be with back home. Until Severn would come around and knock me down a few pigs. 
I'm gonna need you to do that for me, Elika. You may not be able to physically knock me down like he would, but I need you to hold me accountable for the things that I do and say. If that's what you need, I, like you said, I'm nowhere near as strong as Severin was, but if you need a good slap in the face, I can do that when I need to. Well, I'll give you permission to do that. And maybe we can talk about where to go from here. But for now, I want a long nap and some time to think. She nods and kind of lets go of you and lets you pass by. You leave this room and you go to the lower levels and so you would hear the sound of kining, smithing away in the forge, making who knows what armor, weapons, something in there. Maybe I'm just sorry, somebody's in the forge. Yeah, kining's in the forge. Oh, Oren's gonna be so displeased. <laughs> <laughs> so you, Oren's gonna be so displeased. <laughs> Mary will kind of pop her head in real quick and be like, kining. I know that you called dibs on the forge, but just warning you that when Orin gets back, he'll probably be quite cross. He had his heart set on this being his sanctum. It's kind of like his thing, you know? She just kind of scowls at you, and uh, she says, Well, as far as I'm concerned, nobody owns any of this cave so if he wants his own personal room he can take it up with the group but as far as I'm concerned he's not a better smith than me so we'll see him about that well between you and me Kining I've seen your work I haven't seen his so I can vouch for you of course you can and she keeps hammering it <laughs> 80s smithing montage. <laughs> We're going to have a she, smith off where we, we she, try and make something. <laughs> she finishes her masterwork adamantine plate armor. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you sure she didn't steal it from somebody? Isn't that like her thing? Ooh. Um, Ooh. So it's so yeah, the you, guy who uh, told Nayari to get rid of the shield. The shield of the god that enslaves his people? Yeah, no. I mean, it's just guard. Like, <laughs> right, like, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> you see, there's just symbols of Droskar everywhere. In the <laughs> just permanently Dr carved Dr into the really not a good dude. I'm just saying. PvPing, pining, <laughs> I guess. She just values, she just values hard work and labor. That's that's not all he As long as she doesn't have to pay for it. <laughs> um, yeah, so Nayara, you would move to one of the other rooms and you'd maybe start going down to the uh, southern, trying to get to a, a quiet place. You'd see, you'd actually notice uh, Lee Fang is actually down there. It looks like he's doing some sort of, like, martial arts training, I guess. Like, he doesn't have any <laughs> weapons, but he's, like, punching at the air and whatnot. He probably uh, doesn't have a full understanding of what he's doing, but it's like he's trying to, like, train his body a bit, doing push-ups, 
jumping jack. Is Iroh in prison? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's in prison. He's got a big stone that he's lifting with his with his hands, stuff like that. <laughs> Again, um, he's training the, montage. He's got that crystal lizard just on one arm, just like going up and down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you maybe move into that room where you fought. Maybe close the stone doors behind. Cancel out some of the noise. It would be quiet in there. Mm-hmm. She'll go into the actually the creepy room that had wasn't oh. there a statue of the. Yeah. So thing? if you if you open those blue steel doors again, Veld is actually. Oh. That's kind of she's kind of used that as her own private sanctuary because <laughs> you guys promised her a room to herself, so she took oh. the furthest possible room from any other room. So she's just kind of setting up there. <laughs> like, I see you. Yeah. I'm I sorry. Kind of something here. I I will I will go. I didn't realize this room was occupied for such a large cave. Most of the rooms have people in them. Well, I mean, there are more people here than there are rooms. So. Well, it's a, probably a fair point. I hadn't really stopped to count, but I won't disturb you. I apologize. Yeah, close the door on your way out. You're letting all the smoke out. <laughs> she closes the door. It just seeps through a crack. <laughs> wait, wait, is, is a hot Is she just being high? Do you even, do you even <laughs> vape now? No, she's just getting her smoke on. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and then Nairi yeah, will. She, yeah. oh, she's, qu- she's quiet enough that you don't hear her through the door, so. Okay, yeah. So she'll just go back to that room where we fought the den mother and just kind of sit down and probably fall asleep because it's been a rough couple of days. Yeah. And skipping ahead to the next morning is when sometime in the early maybe mid-afternoon the other three return to the camp. Ulrich's gonna just be singing the the song he wrote about their uh, their fight at the the camp while they're uh, walking in. <laughs> Iden will go talk to Auburn when he gets a chance. Okay, you guys uh, pull back the vines. That shrieker mushroom goes off again, <laughs> and uh, you hear people inside. They're they're basically saying, "My." goodness that's like the fourth time in two days can't people just leave it alone and just a lot of mumbling and whatnot because there's been a lot of activity recently uh so you get in there and you would find Auburn. she's in that kind of central location by one of the uh fire pits there uh there's more people on this map but i didn't want to just like litter it yeah. with tokens so there's right people around. She's probably talking to some of them, but you could walk up and get her attention. Yeah, and he pulls her away. Yep. Aubryn, how are you? I'm good. It's it's good to see you again, Aiden. It has been how did... some time. Indeed, it's been a couple of days. How did things go? Uh, Nayari came back early. I, I didn't know the other three of you what you were off to. She didn't say much. We uh, went to track down the rest of the goblins that we thought might have gotten away. 
Did you hear about the camp that was there? I I know about the camp that you had uh, been to, but I don't know all the details. Like I said, Nayari wasn't. Uh, she wanted some time to herself when she came back, and Theros only stayed for a short time before he he left. I, I don't. He was probably gone before anybody even thought to tell me about it. We did it, Aubryn. We killed them. All of them. She kind of widens her eyes slightly. She just... He's done then. Yes. uh, But it's not all good news that I have. I'm sure you heard about Theros then. I... I I did. They... uh, they told me that he came by and he's he's leaving. Uh, his father said something about meeting his grandfather, but I didn't press the details. I want you to know, Aubryn, we did everything that we could. But there were still... We found the remains of so many. They were torturing some people there. And I found these. The, uh undoes some of the uh, ranger's cloaks that he had found, the bundles and whatever else. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew any of them. She... There's like a, a like a, an almost inaudible kind of like a, a gasp or an inhale when you reveal all those. Um, and she says, I, I only spent a short time with them before I had to bow out because of my injuries, but I did count every single one of them as a brother or a sister, even the ones I hadn't met. It's uh, it's a bit painful to see this. A ranger's cloak was simple pride. He nods. I have to be honest. It leaves me worried, Aubrey. I want to be happy about the true victory that we had. But when I see this, I know the fight is long from done, and I don't know what I can do next. Well, I agree with you, the fight's not nearly done yet, not by a long shot. I think with that cap gone, we might have bought ourselves some time, but that's about it. We'll have to, we'll have to think about it. But at this point, I think our next step is just getting allies. I will think about who I can ask, but I am very tired. And uh, he's going to take his leave. And, Do you uh, mention that letter? Yeah, he mentioned. He brings it up. Okay. If you mention like, all foxes to their holes. She would kind of narrow her eyes and she'd get a little serious and be like, that's, that's a grim message indeed. Uh, that was one, I, I never encountered it while I was with them. It was a high priority emergency message that we all knew because we all had to know what it meant. But luckily we never ran into such a drastic situation that we had to use it. But that's essentially a command for all the rangers in the area to return to the strongholds to one of our forts deeper in the Fangwood it's a like I said it's a drastic last resort 
message. He sighs. I thought this might be the case. But where does that leave us? Do we retreat further into the forest? I don't know if we can do that. I I doubt we'd find a place as suitable as this further in the forest. At least not right away. It'd be a risk to try to leave here and find a new one, but... I... I'll admit, I don't know where all of the ranger forts are. They're, like, you you know, I've told you, they're a very, very decorative group. I... You know. I did train at one of them. I trained at Fort Nunder. But... That's the only one that I'm aware of, and it's a ways out to the to the west, a bit north, mostly to the west. Uh, Aubrey, if you're saying that we need allies, do you think that the the rangers would help us? Oh, I'm sure they would. If we could get in contact with them and let them know what's happening, assuming they don't know about it already, they would definitely help against this sort of threat. This is what they are their whole organization's about if we could just let them know I'm, but I, I'm sure they know already wouldn't be surprised if the presence of these hobgoblins is why they sent out that letter they're preparing holding up, shoring up their defenses getting ready to counterattack. I wouldn't be surprised I'm sure they know but if, if there is a counterattack, I want to be there and and for us to have a chance here as survivors of Feintar we have to know what they're planning. Indeed. Uh, I, I, it's a bit too dangerous for us all go out there try to find the fort on our own, but... I mean... Maybe we could try to clear a path there, see if we can... find any dangers along the way. And once a... Once a path to Fort Nunder's cleared, maybe we could get everybody here and start moving in that direction. I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to say, but... That could be our next I'm step. Worried, if they really did call this emergency, you called it, where they've called everyone back, will anyone be there? I don't know. Uh, like I said, I, I only know about Fort Nunder. I don't know about the other forts. It's not their main fort. It's possible that they're all going to the same place and uh, maybe no one's at Fort Nunder. Maybe they abandoned that one and stayed at one of the more defensible places. But I don't know where the other places are. I I only know the one. All right. I think I understand what I have to do. And I, I will not take everyone, but I will see who will go with me. There is strength among us. Maybe we can pave a way. She nods. He takes his leave and just leaves like a thank you, Auburn, you know, for everything. Yep. So Ulrich's going in, singing his song. Yeah, Are there he's... any other... Ulrich's going to like basically be kind of making his rounds around everybody. He um, He's gotten out uh, a bottle of uh fine wine he had in his haversack and is pouring a little bit for everybody that he can find and trying to get like people to dance with him as he's 
as he's singing okay. and just in general uh, trying to raise the moods of everybody around him. Yeah, roll a perform and a diplomacy check. And give yourself a plus two bonus on the diplomacy because of the. Aiden, as soon as he sees what's going on, is going to kind of dip outside of the camp and just chill in one of the trees where the camouflage tents are. So it's a 13 on diplomacy. Okay. So you do a a 20 performance. Pretty good. You're doing a solid performance there. And uh, with your bonus from the wine and whatnot, a 13 diplomacy. So it takes a while. Uh, It's not like everybody immediately starts, you know, performing and dancing and whatnot with you, but uh, because it is a pretty grim mood still. But if enough time passes, some of the younger of the group start to give in a little bit. The two kids. (laughs) And um, yeah, the the kids are very same height as him (laughs) just dancing. Yeah, (laughs) like they're all like just doing an Irish jig together. I think there are six uh, six children in the camp that are like ten or less in age, uh, and they they're the first to start like jumping around and dancing <laughs> with and the wine. <laughs> not with the wine. I'm just kidding. Just the picture, but <laughs> although honestly, in this in this kind of area, I wouldn't be surprised if they drink young. Um, <laughs> but uh, they start kind of dancing with you first, and then. Some of the uh, older people eventually start to give in, and uh, you do increase the mood pretty significantly. Uh, and yeah, Aiden has, seems to have stepped, stepped out, out a little bit. So, at this point, I'm basically just going to ask: Does anybody have any final scenes? Because there's going to be a, a bit of a time skip here, probably about a week's worth of time as you guys take the time to consolidate this cave, right? There's a couple of things that still need to be done for this cave to really be suitable, and it would take about a week of of work to get that done. Um, But I didn't know if there was any final scenes anybody wanted to do before that time. I'm going to have Ulrich's song if you want me to sing it. Well, yes, of course. And then also Orin and Kining. Yeah. Hello. (laughs) I, I think that's an interaction that has to happen, actually. Um, so, no book two until that happens. <laughs> Do that scene first, because it'll be a bit of a mood swing from <laughs> the song, probably. Sure. Um, Oren, do you, is that one of the first places you go, is to the... Yeah, down to the... the uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so you get down there and Kining is working away. Looks like she is making some sort of weapon. So he'll uh, he'll walk in and um, basically just kind of uh, scoff towards her <laughs> and say, uh, "Yeah." Actually, making that yourself, or did you uh, steal someone else's work? Is there, is there someone else in here that's actually doing the work? She scoffs back at you, and then she says, "Unlike your kind, uh, I actually value hard work. So yes, I'm making this myself." Oh, you mean other people's hard work because you believe in slavery, right? Hard work is hard work, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, as long as you don't have to pay for the labor, though, right? 
fair wages are due to those who do what needs to be done, but... Listen, why don't you just get the hell out and go go <laughs> pray to Drove's car? Okay, I, I have no time for your nonsense. Well, then perhaps you should leave because I was here first to wait your turn. We can certainly fight about it if you like. <laughs> I have <laughs> no don't problem we? killing a follower of Drove's car. Why don't we? Why don't we see what the rest of them all think when you're murdering their own members? They're Let's already go. a bit dubious about you already. You really want to put your trust on the line, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah, she's not going to leave. <laughs> I'm not leaving. <laughs> Wait, do you stand there in stubbornness, or does this escalate so, to a fight? I I'm going to escalate it to a you fight. attack her? If she refuses to leave, yeah. Oh, I love yeah. you! If she refuses to leave, Oren is going to pull out his weapons and fight her. Okay. Uh, this was what initiative. Expected. It's a duel. Oh my gosh! And Aiden's not there. He's probably talking to nobody's Aubrey there. At this point. Yeah. Beautiful. Seven. He's got that okay. stat line ready to go. So okay, I wasn't prepared for this. So <laughs> neither was but I. After they had to interact. I didn't realize he was going to kill her. This is amazing. Well, I didn't say I was gonna kill her. Yeah, you can always choose non-lethal damage, but she might yeah. not. She I might never said I was kill her. She might kill me. Who knows? I mean, she does worship Joskar after all. Yeah. So you, uh... yeah, you'll be going. Well, I'll, I'll roll <laughs> her initiative here. Change this happy music. Yeah, so you. you will be going first. I mean, it would have been a fun tavern or... brawl music, you know. <laughs> it's definitely not a surprise round. All right. Cool. The du uh, Battle of the Dwarves. <laughs> dwarves. It's going to be a theater of the mind thing here. So this is going to be my... I go first? Yep, you're so going, going first. Go first, you go first. Okay. So... I just clicked the wrong button. Hang on. It's going to kick me out of roads running. I clicked one of my banner. <laughs> nice. I tried to click up my little thing at the top, and I clicked the banner bookmark. Uh-huh. It sounds to me like he forfeits. Yeah, right? Uh, because I left roll 20, Orin is immediately dropped to zero hit points. Mm-hmm. The metagods strike again. So he's gonna start. You know what? He's gonna, he's gonna start by just saying, it doesn't have to come to this, but I'm not gonna let you desecrate this place. Okay. And then so are he's you? Not, he's gonna. Okay. He's not gonna. He's not gonna swing first. But he's made his intent clear. He wants to be on the right side of history, even though he. I'm giving her one last chance. Like I. Yeah. All right. Okay. She smashes his face in with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> on the first hit, she smacks him. Um. Hey, or am I get asked to leave after this? Which is fine. I mean, it is what it is. He honestly so... right. Yeah. She will uh, turn to you with a very dark look on her face. Uh, she still has the hammer that she is working tools with, and in her other hand, it looks like she has some sort of unfinished short sword uh, that's still kind of red hot from the forge. And she turns to you with those in hand, and she says, Look here, dwarf. I don't know what laws you adhere to, what laws your deity adheres to, but... You don't own this cave. And I'm not leaving. 
you didn't fight for this cave. We did, and your presence as a worshipper of Joskar offends me. Well, then you're just going to have to deal with being offended rather than acting like a child. This isn't acting like a child. You believe in slavery. And I don't recall that being illegal in these parts. It is anywhere that I am. Okay. So, she's not backing down? She's not backing down. She's not making her way towards you. But uh, you do uh, not see her moving. Alright, well, no, I'm going to move towards her to try and, uh, I guess, grapple. Okay. Roll a combat maneuver bonus check. Okay. So you go to grapple her and takes the <laughs> just swats your hand out. <laughs> and that will be your turn. Yep. On her turn. Yeah, she's gonna try to hit you. You just uh, tried to grab her, so yep. she's taking that as an act of hostility. Sure. I get it. Oh, that is a natural 17 on the die. Who wouldn't take that as an act of hostility? Sounds like tiny. Yikes. It just and... looks like <laughs> <laughs> So let me look up her. So that is only an 18 to hit. No. Okay. She only so... one? She's not a very high level. Yeah, she's not a warrior. She's just a, an expert level two. Yeah. Oh, you're just gonna murder a commoner? <laughs> I'm not gonna murder her! And Can next I round. What? One second here. <laughs> so, <laughs> top of the round, you do hear footsteps coming from deeper in the caves. Nobody's coming yet, but you hear footsteps. Right. Uh, it's your turn again. Okay. So that will successfully grapple her. So she is grappled. So what he's trying to do is force her out of the forge. That's all. Okay. On her turn, she will try to break the grapple. Okay. That is a natural nine. I don't think that's going to work against your CMD. So she does... She does not break the grapple. Next round, at the top of the round, you hear footsteps right behind you as uh, Li Fang, who, again, has been spending his days down there training, heard some raised voices and came over. And he says, what is going on here? And he sees you guys, and he sees you in particular, Oren, who he already had some beef with, and you're now grappling Kining. And he says, dwarf. You let her go right now. Boy, don't you bark orders at me. And then he will continue what he's doing. Okay. He's pushing her out of the forge. So Li Feng's just going to shout out to the uh, upper cave and be like, um, let's see, which person would he shout out to here? He'd say, Lerosa, Tidal, get down here. We've got a bit of an issue. 
And uh, that'll be his turn. I'll say that his turn was moving up there and then speaking. So it's now back to you. You're still grappling, Kining. You can yeah. maintain the grapple, and then if you succeed, you can start to move her. Okay. So do I just do another... Yep, another CMB, CMB. but since, okay. since C did not break the grapple, you get a plus five circumstance. Do I hear this at all? <laughs> How do I roll two eights? Third. <laughs> um, you are in oh, that... She's downstairs, yeah. Yeah, roll a perception. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I'm going to say no. <laughs> You do not. You do not That's yet hear anything. <laughs> you are another eight. I'm <laughs> still taking your nap. Uh, looking at her CMD. No, I don't think. I don't think an eight's gonna do it. Uh, doubtful. Uh, but with a plus five, that would get you a thirteen. Oh yeah. I don't think a thirteen's gonna do it because she's got a plus one BAB. Mm-hmm. She's got. Yeah, plus two strength, plus one dex. That puts it at 14. So no, that's a fail. So you're not able to maintain the grapple. She kind of, like, pushes you back a bit. Um, And then that is her turn. She's just going to try to hit you again. Okay. Natural three, she misses. Uh, Top of the round, it is Li Fang's turn. Again, he shouts out, uh, and then he's going to try to grapple you. He's a bit stronger. Natural 19. Oh. oh. So you are now grappled by Li Fang. And it is your turn. You can try to reverse the grapple or break the grapple. Uh, you can also try to attack him while grappled. If you have a light or one-handed weapon in hand. Just my warhammer. So, what do you do to break the grapple? A strength check? Uh, it would be a, another. It would basically you'd make a grapple attempt against him, okay. uh, and if you succeed, you can reverse the grapple, or you could break it, whichever one you prefer. Okay. Uh, he is not heavily armored or anything. Um, so 17, I think, is going to suffice. So the grapple just or just it. break it? Okay. So you break free of his grapple there. Um, Kining. Yep. It is up to Kining. Kining is going to... Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think what she would do. Stab him with the molten hot. <laughs> no, she, would, yeah. she would try to bonk you on the back of the head with the hammer, though. Okay. Natural nine, so she misses again. She's <laughs> she's not a fighter. This is not her right. forte. Sure. Um, top of the round, uh, Nayari roll another perception. Uh, you guys hear some commotion in the upper caverns. Sounds like maybe Ilika heard Lee Fang, and so she <laughs> shouted out to Auburn, and so Auburn shouted out, uh, so there's like a telephone, a game of telephone going on as the word's getting around. <clears throat> uh, wow, uh, Nayari, another natural two, uh, so yeah. you're still not hearing it. Um, 
So it sounds like everybody maybe at the top is starting to move in that direction. Uh, it is Li Fang's turn first. He is, instead of going to grapple you again, he's going to be like, Dwarf, for the last time, stand down. You don't need to make a fuss here. Does Orn respond at all? No. Okay. He's just going to ready an action then. Your turn. He's going to keep doing what he was doing, trying to grapple and push Kining out of the forge. Okay. As you go to make a move towards her, that will trigger uh, his ready to action to try to grapple you. Natural five, so that's not going to do it. So you kind of slip out from his grasp. Mm -hmm. You can make your check against Kining. Okay, 15. Yep. You will grapple her. She is not as strong as him, so she is a bit easier to grapple. Her turn. She'll try to break it, but again, I... Natural one. She does not break the grapple. Top of the round, Nayara, you can make another check. Uh, more movement at the top as people start moving down. Okay, only a natural six this time. <laughs> I'm waking up slowly. <laughs> yeah, with a... Uh... <laughs> With a 12, uh, did you open the doors at all, or are they still closed? Did I open the door? Yeah. Would Do you think the doors to that place are open, or not? Well... This would be in the after... This would be, like, early afternoon. The next day. Yes. So you maybe slept and maybe woke up. Um, I don't know if you stayed in there for a bit to... You know, keep your quiet for a little bit longer, or if you opened the doors to. Or I, don't I know probably opened the doors. I don't know if I would have shut myself up in there, but. Okay, then if the doors are open with a 12, then you start to hear some commotion uh, over in that direction. Okay. I will start heading that way, but not super urgent, because I don't okay. think there's any reason to hurry. So you start heading in that direction. Uh. It is Lee Fang's turn. He does not manage to grapple you. Uh, so, Orin, it is your turn. So, roll to maintain the grapple. If you succeed, you can start moving her away. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, that plus five gets you to a 14. So, a 14 is is what you needed. Oh, so you, okay. you maintain the grapple. So you can start to move her half your movement, so 15 feet uh, away, which probably put, probably puts you at the doorway. So you're yeah. just about to pull her out. Uh, and now it is her turn. She'll try to break the grapple again. Natural nine. That is not going to succeed. Uh, top of the round, at this point, Nayari, you would have moved to be within sight of this occurrence. They're now at the doorway. So you're, if you remember that map, you're at the other doorway at this point. Okay. Um, that would be your movement. You're ending at that point, but you can see them, and you could say something if you'd like. What's going on? There's a lot of noise. What's going on? Okay. Uh, Li Fang will respond. He'll say, Your dwarf friends attacking some innocent members of this community. And uh, he will then, once again, try to grapple. 
that is only going to be a 16 against your CMD. I don't think that's going to do it. I think it will. I think mine oh, will. 15. Yeah. Really? Unless I have any bonuses against it, which I don't think I do. Uh, let me make sure. Not unless he was trying to trip me. So a 16 does succeed then? Or yes. does not succeed? Okay. So he is now grappling you, but you're still grappling kind of. <laughs> I was going to say. I'm not going to bother with the rules. I'm just going to say that you're all grappling each other at this point. So it it's is like your turn. It's hugging in. period that we got ourselves in here. Stand off. It is your turn. Uh, go ahead and try to break the grapple that he has on you first, and then I'll have you roll a grapple with her to move her again. Okay, so that's to break. Okay, so that will succeed against his CMD. Okay. So now roll another one with a plus five bonus against Kining. Okay, so you succeed on that one. You move her another 15 feet. You've, you've now moved her out of the forge. I let her go. Okay, free action, drop the grapple. Yep. Um, and then I'll turn to Nayari and just say, um, I I can't tolerate her presence in that forge. She's a follower of Droskar, and I won't stand for it. I don't mind her being in the caves, but I don't want her in that area. Oren, are you out of your bloody mind? No. She's She's a blacksmith. She worked in Feindar, helping the people. She's here, helping these people. You're she is a follower of Droskar. I, I will not care stand for if it. she follows You don't care? Is. You I don't, don't care. care. I don't care. It I means do nothing care. to me. Well, you're she not a cleric. You're not a dwarf. This doesn't concern you. Oren, mm. you need to stop. Or what? Do you want to find out what? Absolutely. I have worked with her for years, and she never did I anything don't care. suspicious. You see how that works? You can't just say you don't care. Try and understand my reasoning. Just I can't. try. You're being unreasonable right now. I'm not. You are literally talking about a hated deity of my people who enslaves my people. And you want me to tolerate her in what is essentially what I would consider a holy place. Yeah, has she enslaved you? Has she enslaved anyone you know? You she can't worship a god who does. Yeah, how much does she worship that god? Have you seen her praying to Droskar? Have I you gave her the it? opportunity. I gave her the opportunity. I tried to discuss it with her. I'm not so sure, Oren. When it comes to her and when it comes to this bloody feud you have between gods. You're unreasonable. You're unreasonable. Exact, you forced exactly us to go to I, a mound for Ilica, and I didn't question it. I didn't and force yet, you to do anything. I have a divine reason why I don't think she should be in this area. Dare to question me. This is absurd, Orn. This is absolutely absurd. I never, I never asked you to go to the shrine. I was going to do it by myself, and you all came along. And I didn't fault you for that. And you almost died, and I felt bad. And I'm sorry if you regretted doing it. I didn't ask you to. I don't regret I never it. Asked I'm you to do anything. To understand my position. That's all I'm saying. Well, I can't. I can't understand this. 
Because from my perspective, Oren, you have always been antagonistic towards her. And sure, yes. she may have said some things, but she's never made a move towards you at all. So from my point of view, putting these stupid gods aside, you're the one at fault stupid here. Stupid gods? Stupid gods. Yes. You mean the gods that have kept us alive? Stupid gods. I have seen no gods You're that ridiculous have come down and kept me alive. Leaves. Leaves. At this point, he's you done. hear Lee Fang behind Oren say, I've had enough of this talk, and he is going to flurry of blows. He's going to what? Flurry of blows. Or I guess brawler's flurry, because he did take that one little brawler's flurry. Uh, two attacks, unarmed strike against Oren. Sure. Natural 16 for 821. Yes. And his other one, natural 18 for a 23. And we'll pick it up next week. Oh, you can't leave it there. <laughs> You're a monster. You're not I, a I wasn't I expecting try. this to happen. <laughs> Why did we say like anything, Josh? Okay. Why did we say here's, anything? So here, here, seriously, guys, I want to explain it. So seriously, here's what's going through my mind I as Oren. I have just had to fight for a solid week to save these people, okay? I'm very tired. I'm exhausted. I just got back from tromping through the woods with Aiden and Ulrit trying to chase down the last of the goblins, okay? We come back to the cave. What I think Oren would consider a sacred area for his god is currently being used by someone that he is vehemently opposed against. Like, we're talking about to the point that, like, he will tolerate her existence, but not her defiling an area like that. He sees it as defiling an area. And while he's already extremely tired, it's just going to compound things. That's kind of what's going through my mind with it, you know? Makes sense. And like absolutely. how I'm seeing it as a character. Absolutely. Like, but you've got to see Niari's side too. Oh, absolutely. One hundred percent. Absolutely. One hundred. Yeah, because she's she's only thinking practical right now, sure. and everybody's been preaching at her like, oh, we need to do things for the benefit of the group, and we need to do what we can to keep the group going. So she's seeing, oh. Kining has experience in blacksmithing. It can help provide us with weapons and armor, right. and she can sure. be down there working the forge. So from her perspective, she hasn't seen. The only thing that she's seen Kining even, you know, any mention of Droskar with Kining has been that shield. Yeah. So for and her, it's like... Niari. But like every single time that Orin has brought it up, she hasn't refuted it. Right. You I know, think like, yeah, she's multiple times yeah. that like, are you a follower of Droskar pretty much? And she has not refuted it. I every think it's really fun about that interaction though is from the on looking it feels like niari got a lot of punches on Orin and and gained a lot of ground at that verbal duel but Orin brought up some good points that niari is somewhat blind to apparently this like dismissal of the gods but really yeah. it it was like, a try it was divine intervention that brought ilika back you know maybe she wants to prescribe that to herself but i love that conflict Nayari's also thinking, Volus is dead. Why didn't the gods come and save Volus? If the gods oh, are absolutely. actually on our side helping us, why are they choosing to spare some, and why are they allowing others to die? So she's very bitter with any mention of deities. At this oh, point. absolutely. And you have to yeah, think, I mean, too, from her historical past. All of my spells past. come from a 
divine source, but right. that's fine. We'd die a hundred times over if not for those. And but I get it. Course, I get it. And of course, not to mention from Kining and Li Fang's point of view, Kining was ready to just quietly allow them both to be there. No interaction, really, but right. not bother with it. And as far as Li Fang is concerned, like he was already very upset by the fact that 100%. certain deaths were hidden from the group. Yeah. And it was Auburn's idea to hide the first one. And right? if you remember, too, in the past fight, Oren is the one who got into it with Li Fang, actually, that big yeah. argument. Mm-hmm. Everyone yeah. else was being pacifying, and Oren escalated the situation again. Not to mention, you know, that orc, that half orc, and that dwarven uh, animosity towards each other. Oh, that's gotta right. be so. He's a half yep, orc. He's a half orc. He's a happy. He's a happy. Oh my goodness. We'll see how Orin approaches that next week. We'll see. I wasn't expecting to go down this I, path. I was not either. Well, everybody, thank you for watching this stream. <laughs> Everyone, thank you for All watching right, this stream. One thing I just want to say, you mentioned casting your magic divinely. Absolutely. Thank you yeah, so thank much. You. Uh, thanks, everybody. What a way to end the stream. <laughs> Do be sure to check us out on Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere else you find podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in to the live stream. Y'all are the greatest. And that goes to you, fellow game players. Thank you for coming along with us on this adventure through Nirmathos. We are having so much fun and would love to have you join us live on Tuesday nights at 6.30pm Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. Or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MildlyHeroic. See you next time.